Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, before you left, yeah. I was like, your camera is like chef's kiss. Uh, let me just get it. Right. Right, have you have you been watching the feed? What? Have have you been watching the feed, Dean? What's what? the feed? Because he just did the fu- he did fucking fresh. That's what that's what that thing was that we were just talking yeah, about. He I, just did it. I, I have you been watching the stream? And I never, no, I never I... even heard it called that before until Whoa. the conversation. Yeah, you just you just you just fucking. I mean, I'm recording. That's fucked this, up. That, that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna be the the preamble before the for the before the logo. What happens? Just when it comes to it, in the 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 thing. Oh, maybe they did. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's a back, there, isn't it? Yeah, a light brown jacket. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, on the left of me. Uh, shall I do the intro? Oh, absolutely. Mm. After you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a very special and long-awaited episode of Not Another Conspiracy Podcast with, in Detroit, Michigan, Mr. Dean Sultan. Hello. Need nice to, to your see you. Nice to see you all. And in I York, was going to do I was going to do a Michigan accent, but no. In Hot York. <laughs> J J J J Jackson. J, just had to hide the, the funny in my armpit. J, I'm too sexy for sleeves. J. <laughs> it's too hot, man. Too hot. Bit warm. Bit warm. Way too hot. Too hot. And too hot. Somewhere else, <laughs> Mr. Ben Some, Mills. Somewhere in. S- not sunny, sunny Philadelphia. South End on End. Mr. Ben Mills. Home of non and now a non-league football team. After really, it yeah, happened. Oh, happened, yeah. oh shit! Not that I give a fuck, but you know, no. <laughs> it's been it's been happening for a long time though. Like it's been a like downward that... it's been a downward spiral of what? shit football. One of the I best mean, ever things... since you got that werewolf as the goalkeeper. That's, that's what happens. 
He's used to just doing slam dunks and you stuck him in goal. He's just running yeah. down the pitch. Yeah. I remember how like terrible that stadium is, Roots Hall for Southend. Uh, there was there was a cup game years and years and years ago where Canvey Island, my town, were playing against Southend at Roots Hall. Don't get me wrong, they were winning like 2-0 at the time. Mm. And then all the Southend fans in one stand started trying to sing something like, where's your caravan or something like that or whatever. So, and they were like, all right, they've got a banter and stuff like that. And all they're doing is giving it the entire game. Then the heavens open up, starts fucking pissing it down. In the away stand, we're fine. Like, there's this, this stand is perfectly good. In their stand, there are holes everywhere. And all it was was like a fucking log flume of water just pouring on the supporters. It was great. It was fucking superb. But that was like 15 years ago or something. Yeah, and they've insane, only just mate. got to non-leaves. Non-league, it's yeah. no surprise. Chair, the chairman of Southend United Football Club is basically a money-grabbing piece of shit. He's a Jeff oh. Bezos character, but without any, like with less skill. Yeah, uh, yeah with less money. skill. They bought Fawcett's Farm, which is down the road from the studio, um, okay. to build a new stadium, and that was 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, and they just, just got hoard, they got the hoarding up 10 years ago, and it's just nothing happened with it. But and That's just sad. That's Southend in a nutshell at the moment, yeah. though. Like, it, I'm the surprised they've not opened phone shops and charity shops there. It's there you like... go. Clothing shop and a phone repair shop. No, the clothing one. shops are gone now. Oh, they're gone, gone? Yeah. Oh. Top man. There is no more top man on the high street. That's it, when I mean, it's gone everywhere, shit. isn't it? Like, but... And Southend was just a top man, top shop clone. Like It's like just, well... I don't know. During the music scene, when we were a little bit younger, Ben, it just felt like outside of Top Man and Top Shop, there would just be a new clone of whoever, like yeah. every other day, like boop, and like the simulation. Just, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Everyone was like, where everyone was a walking billboard for fucking Top Man and Top Shop, and now it's ended. And it's over now. It's game over. Everyone's going to be wearing pixels soon. Yeah, so that's the only clothing you can get. That's why I'm sacrificing my sleeves now, just so I can get used to it. <laughs> so I can get like a nice little pixel strap that nice. comes out here. You can to hide this fucking pixel. to hide these bingo wings. Yeah, more than <laughs> one pixel. Um, so, whole Mario Dungaree. Today, I think I think everyone knows what this episode is about because it was saying the title because it people will do. aren't stupid. <laughs> And if, but, you're, if you're listening to it without like knowing, you're a maniac, and thank you. And thank you. But now we're about to spoil that YouTube by telling you what it's all about. Today's episode is 9-11, part one. The, the, the I, I think... <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well... <laughs> what? <laughs> as, as, soon as, you, as soon as you were about to announce it, my internet just went off. So it was just like... <laughs> And I genuinely thought it was an anticipation thing, but it wasn't. It just frozen. And I think, <laughs> I guess, I'm, guess, I'm guessing you've said it now. So I have it said just it. Kind of turned, it turned into audio bits. The episode is about... 9-11. Part one. There we go, there we right? Go. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was joking. I genuinely thought it happened again. <laughs> it's, I, find, I don't know how... Um, I don't know ironic 9-11 is, and even when we're like the main... Uh, area that it occurred being ground zero because i think a lot of people feel that 9-11 is their ground zero when it comes to conspiracy theories yeah i mean i i'm not i don't think it was my first one because i believe i believe we, we did a true crime conspiracy episode on it but I, I i feel like jack ripper was really my first kind of conspiracy yeah, Jackie R, yeah. 
Yeah, but I'd say it's a it's a staple. Uh, it's our generation's JFK, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we were literally just having the same conversation an hour <laughs> earlier as well, it's... which is even weirder. I, yeah, the I don't know if I'm going to last this one. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> the synchronicity. I mean, not only is it because it's so fucking long, but the, everything's just going crazy in the first ten minutes. I'm just going to lose my mind. I think. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. drinking for once. Uh, yeah. And that's not out of choice, right? That's because you can't, you haven't got any booze in the house. That's because there's no beer in the house, yeah. Just a big old bottle of water. Big old bottle of water for JJ. Oh, he just looks like a gym rat. Massive gag. Because his bingo wings full of Hagrid Hagrid goes to the gym. That's it, yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid goes. stays hydrated. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, this is a. Hydrid. One thing that I feel like I've. I don't know. I guess I've learned um, about the whole 9-11 conspiracy, or I think I've probably, it's it, it's the conspiracy that has helped me mature and look at a lot of conspiracies with, like, beyond the curtain, you know, because it's, it's bizarre how deep and how far back into the past this one event, mm. like the repercussion of things from the past and like this was the the the, the i hate yeah. to want of a better word but the explosion of yeah. all of these things occurring in the past well that's if to. you believe that it actually happened and it wasn't a hologram oh there's that yes yeah. there's that so that. i mean the only no, true that's... theory is the only real theory <laughs> let's be honest planes Sky. Uh, apparently, it was a, a B fifty two bomber. Vaporized weapon. Yes, yeah, please. A vaporized weapon. Missiles fired from the Woolworths building. So yeah, um, what was yeah. it? Yeah, well, but uh, I was going to say, there's I heard so that many one. conspiracies that it it needs. They need their own episode. So they need their own parts. And this we're is not ever going to talk about it again because it is the most ridiculous. But there is a conspiracy theory that people believe that the they towers never even existed that's the best one and that, <laughs> it, and that's it was one it was a centralized hub for control they believe that because they believed because it's the world trade center they believe that imaginary people were put in there every day to make people believe that the money the money system in new york is the hub of the money system it's a mini north korea <laughs> yeah the whole <laughs> thing that. was projected I was like, yeah, good one. That's brilliant. Though. Good I like one. one. I, I immediately it. went, yes. <laughs> I believe buy you. In. Instant buy-in on that one there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh. well, I guess, I guess. so the, oh, let's explain. This is probably more of a history podcast today, guys. There will be, obviously, the same hilarity, the same... The same nonce jokes, you know. Same, there'll probably <laughs> be a nonce joke here and there. Obviously... Ben Laden, nonce. There will be... Well, actually... Uh, Cave dwelling nonce. He, we go. we he delivered immediately. Would, do you know, he would. <laughs> this is a little Osama <laughs> bin Laden fact for you. He would almost give. He would give up. He, when he'd finished with a wife, he wouldn't kill her. Like it wasn't a Henry VIII type. He would just give her as a gift, and that would be the divorce. Would be he would give it to her as a gift to like. It's like almost like a bonus, like a Christmas bonus to his favorite workers or. Uh, oh really? Underlings. Yeah, he would like yeah, yeah, have a wife. Because I'm assuming they'd probably be quite thick. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, that's uh, that's a lie. They're horrendous. I've seen one of his wives really, really bad. Let's I, let's be real though. Is, like, there we go. Frozen what a chat, what a chat move. Just like, yeah. 
You employee of the month. Here, have wife number seven. You can have the wife. <laughs> the wife, she's yours. Congratulations. What, what Christmas bonus. Move. Not that I believe yeah, in Christmas. Christmas, bonus. Christmas bonus, you know. One more present for you, one less for me. Ah, oh. inshallah. Amazing. Oh, fucking hell. And this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's not, because I didn't um, do a chef's kiss at the end. Anyway. <laughs> Did he go? I've got 99 virgins, but my wife ain't one. Is that hey! what he says? As he was yes. hand, handing her over. I love Jay Z and his ridiculous <laughs> songs about money. Yes, that's the one. I like Notorious B.I.G. More money, less problems, no? <laughs> I'm not, oh, good. I'm not gonna get you. through this. I've missed you, Bruce. I've missed you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's start, shall right. we? So, so, on September 11th, 2001, there was a, a terrorist attack. But the reason that terrorist attack happened, through research and reading and listening to podcasts, documentaries and stuff, kind of traced the origins of that attack back to 1949. That's insane. Insane. And 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 it all started when a, uh, a guy called Syed Kutub went to the United States on a scholarship to study its educational system. He spent several months at the Colorado, Colorado State College of Education, now the University of North Colorado in Greenlee, Colorado. Over two years, he worked and studied at Wilson Teachers College in Washington, D.C., Colorado State College for Education uh, and Stanford University. He visited major cities of the United States and spent time in Europe on his journey home. On his return to Egypt, Kutter published The America That I Have Seen, where he became explicitly critical of the things he had observed in the United States, eventually encapsulating the West more generally in its materialism, individual freedoms, economic systems, racism, brutal boxing matches, poor haircuts, and superficial <laughs> superficiality I, in I conversations and friendships. I thought um I thought the forties look were pretty stylish to be honest. Was, like, yeah, into the fifties as well though, you know, yeah, that's when you start I, getting all that necromantics kind of like fucking teddy boy stuff that yeah people are obsessed with now it almost sounded like you were describing the ufc match this weekend with paddy plimblett oh that is oh, yeah, that, terrible like, he, haircut. that is a that is a haircut and those brutal boxing i mean yeah. I, think he can he wear, was... I think he can wear any hairstyle he wants like, because he'll no kick your head in yeah because yeah. he'll just cave your face yeah. in he he yeah, also don't put don't put that in don't put that part in. He said there was a lot of restrictions <laughs> on divorce, uh, enthusiasm for sports, lack of artistic feeling, animal-like mixing of genders, which went on, <laughs> went which went on even in churches. He says, oh. <laughs> and strong support for the new Israeli state. He was appalled by what he perce perceived as the loose sexual openness of American men and women. He I also like how he just. Sorry, sorry. I like how he just slips in kind of the, the one other thing that's quite quite uh, important of it all. Oh, they, 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 they men and women together in church. They played football. They Israelis. The Israelis. They didn't do divorce too well. They like music. The Israelis. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, the Israelis they didn't get do it. to divorce too well. Part I was like, well, they, what do you mean we didn't execute our wives when right. we divorced them? Exactly. Oh, oh, or well, give them over we as a bonus. Have that one up. <laughs> it, he also <laughs> said uh, the American is primitive in its artistic state. I'll try and do it. 
the American is primitive in his artistic taste, both in what he enjoys as art and in his artistic works. Jazz music is his music of choice. Yeah, but jazz sucks. I agree with him. Jazz sucks. I'm pretty sure that was. Uh, we will blow up their towers. The jazz, we will blow sure up their towers. Propagandi wrote a song about that, I think. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, they did? I'll find out. shit jazz music is. And also, how bad it's Israeli like <laughs> Israel is, probably, as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't he's, like much to the. Yeah, I think. Is this uh, an interview with Egyptian uh, Said Kutta or someone from Propagandi? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, probably something finding out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so Kutuk concluded that American life significant aspects were primitive and shocking. He saw Americans as numb to faith in religion, faith in art, and faith in spiritual values altogether. His Jewish and the Israelis, his, <laughs> and the Israelis, <laughs> his U.S. experiences believed to have formed his rejection of Western values and move him and his move towards is Islamism upon returning to Egypt. So it basically it, his trip to America radicalized him against <laughs> like into Islam, which is That sounds so like in don't 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 you look at brochures before you go on, on your own. Well, he was sent there to learn about the education system and how they because obviously at this point Egypt and Iran and the Middle East was very becoming more and more westernized. Right, uh, right. It was, of it's, course, only, yeah. it's only in, in the last 10, 15, well, probably long now, actually, because we're in 2020. But it's only in the last yeah. 30 years, 40 years that it's gone back. It's gone back to being it's regressed. How it is. Yeah. Um, because I, I, remember, keep, yeah. I keep thinking, I think it's I, in my head forever, it's 2004, which, like, that's the time I think we're at. Does that make sense? No, I've no. I've got yeah, Jeff Bezos' like... clock. That's what the problem is. Yeah, and, and you I don't have Jeff Bezos's clock. No, I do understand million. what you mean. I do understand what you mean by that feeling in general. Like I still don't feel more or less the same time. I think mine's two thousand six, where I kind of reference a lot of current sort of like reality. Now I reference back to two thousand six. Yeah. Like I'm still enjoying fashion, music, and and sorts that I did in that time. So yeah. this shit feels close still yeah i i still feel because obviously everyone knows that the future started in 2004 and before 2004 <laughs> it was the past you know in if you look at technology and that's a technology thing like as of and it's got and that has got a lot to do with 9 11 before 2001 uh 2004 obviously hd cameras and cctv was was not HD CCTV right. writing to the memory card was not completed correctly. Recover data. <laughs> Sorry, everyone listening. That's just JJ's JJ's camera's just gone. Speaking a bit of technology, with. JJ's camera <laughs> has just stopped working. Um, but that's fine because we're, we're talking about this thing and he can jump in afterwards. Yeah, it, I, I feel like 2004 was when the future started, you know, broadband internet. You know, well, we yeah, had that internet. before, but the internet got better. There was more access yes. to the internet. But in it was like it was wide and everywhere, and it was a yeah. household thing. Exactly. Before that, people didn't get their news off the internet. People got they their didn't. news. People got their news in newspapers and on TV. And so, anyway, that, we're completely digressing from where we were. But that's, <laughs> I think, like that's when I say, like, you know, until like twenty. When I reference something, I kind of reference things as two thousand four or five, and then so right. ten years ago for me is nineteen ninety five. Yes, yeah, and so now you're saying that 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 the Eastern 
uh, side, well, the Middle East in general yeah. was very, very westernized, well, even up to more like, and more westernized. Yeah, because you look at pictures in the seventies of Afghanistan, women in bikinis. and it looked like it, it looked like London. They're all yeah. in bikinis, short skirts, yeah. like it's quite crazy. And just, the same with Iran. To, uh, just mm. to talk about uh, another conspiracy theory briefly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can hear. Hello. I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear. <laughs> you. All right, no, my it, it just keeps going out. It's awful. Um, but you look really, really pretty, mate. I'm still talking about the uh, the other conspiracy theory about the when you guys believe the world sort of ended or whatever. There is right. actually a theory that the world did end in July 1999. Just putting it out there. Really? We'll go that's, to that one day. <laughs> so the question that we had on the this this Q and A thing earlier on is that's the fucking most stupidest conspiracy theory because I'm still here. And I was alive yeah. in that time period. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we'll look into that. Yeah, yeah, they can, they can, that's wrong. Yeah. So, um, so in nineteen fifty-two, Egypt's pro-Western government was overthrown by a nationalist free officers movement headed by Gamal Abdel Nasir. Both Qutb and the Muslim Brotherhood welcomed the coup d'état against the monarch's gov- against the monarchist government, which they saw as an un-Islamic and subservient to the British imperialism and enjoyed a close relationship with the movement before and immediately following the coup. Nasser would go to the house of Said Kutta and ask him for ideas about the revolution. Many members of the Brotherhood expected Nasser to establish an Islamic government. However, the cooperation between the Brotherhood and free officers, which marked the revolution's success, soon soured as it became clear that the secular nationalist ideology of Nasserism was incompatible with the Islamic Brotherhood. So... so they, they hadn't even discussed what the plan was. No, they overthrew <laughs> they it. Succeeded. Succeeded, and then realized that they both believed in completely different things. One, yeah, they don't still... like each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so... that's, that that sounds like a deleted scene from Four Lions. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. So once Kutter realized that Nazi had taken advantage of the secrecy between the three officers and the brother, he promptly quit. Uh, so he let Kutter quit, and I guess that probably soured him even more. Uh, Nazir right, then tried yeah. to persuade Kut to Kut by offering him a position he wanted in Egypt's uh, is, Egypt exist its kingship, except its kingship. So he was offered. He said, "You could do anything if you support me, except right. for the kingship, because that's me. I'm the king." Yeah, he did. Like, you could like be anything else. Immunity from prosecution. Yeah, um, cool. we'll give you anything you want in government, whether it's Ministry of Education, Ministry of Arts. Because it refused every offer, having understood the reality of Nazir's plans. Upset that Nasir would not enforce a government based on Islamic ideology, Kutu and other Brotherhood members plotted to assassinate him in 1954. The attempt was foiled and Kutu was jailed um, soon afterwards. So Kutu went to jail and that is where he um, he uh, basically started meeting people and stuff and kind of joined. Where making, yeah. So this period okay. saw the composition of his, of his two important work. Oh, yeah. So he wrote books basically to like ra- the radicalized people right right yeah, yeah yeah radical encyclopedias almost mm. so almost like a new bible the new bible 2.0 so yeah, he, yeah the period sort of composition of his two most important works commentary of the quran Fizil, i can't say it in the shade of the quran it was called and a, and a, okay. and, a um, and a manifesto of political islam called um, uh, milestones 
Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I knew you'd go for the translation. I went straight for the translation. These works represent the final that. form of Kutuk's thought, encompassing his radically anti-secular and anti-Western claims based on his inter interpretations of the Quran, Islamic history, and the social and political problems of Egypt. The school of thought he inspired has been known as Kutubism. 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 They do choose some words, don't they? Yeah, so Kutub was let out of prison at the end of 1964 at the behest of the Prime Minister of Iraq. Abdul Salam Ooh. Arif, for only eight months before being rearrested in August 1965, he was accused of plotting to overthrow the state and subject <laughs> to what was some considered show, uh, a show trial. Many of the charges placed on Kutuk in court were taken directly from um, the, miles, the book Milestones, and he yep. had adamantly supported his written statements. The trial accumulated in a death sentence of Kutuk and six other members of the Muslim Brotherhood was also sentenced to death as part of his conspiracy to assassinate the president and other Egyptian officials and person personalities. Though he was not the instigator or leader of the actual plot, on 29th of August 1966, he was executed by hanging. I say, he sounds like a piece of work, him, doesn't he? What? Bloody uh, hell. I mean, he's got an, he's an ideal, ideologist, isn't he? He's got an ideal, he's got his, he's got his thoughts, and he basically, he, he just... I think he just hated the West and he was massively into Islam and massively into the Quran. And massively into the idea of like just ultra power by the sounds of it as well. Mm. Christ he, almighty. But obviously his, the way his, he, his writings and his books then went on and the Muslim Brotherhood went on to form those ideologies that people in the, the Mujahideen, the Taliban. Yeah, Taliban, Al-Qaeda. and Yeah, all those like, basically the all the warlords that came out of yeah that was kind of like the hand he wrote the handbook yeah he wrote the how for the beliefs and how the quran and how the quran should be extreme um, islam yeah yeah it's how the basically. quran should have been interpreted because a lot of people because ah. there's different ways the quran's interpreted i don't know enough about it to talk about it now but i know no, of that, course yeah, yeah yeah so this is this is the extreme um, anti-Western Islam, Islamic translation feeling. of the Quran. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's JJ how... was right. A new religion. It was, and it was, yeah. And obviously once those people started getting into power, then like, especially Iran, I can't remember who, who, who took over in Iran, but then obviously it went back to being very fundamentalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia is an, a fundamentalist state. Um, you know, most of the UAE is as well. There's a fly yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um, yeah. So that's that's where I think it started for me. Yep. Yep. And we're moving on now to section two: Soviets so, in Afghanistan. Yeah. So for me, and before, because you're gonna, I'm gonna let you read this bit, Dean. Okay. Uh, and go through this bit because I think you understand. You know most of this anyway, don't you? Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I'd like to, uh, I do, I do think that, well, it was one of the first things that m made me realize that 9-11 didn't just happen on 9-11. I remember stumbling yeah. across a paper cutting of Osama bin Laden in a British newspaper, like from the past, I think it was the Telegraph. And it was like young, uh, young Arab, uh, whatever, blah, blah like a title and then bin laden um set to um make new roads and it was basically implying that it's oh i'm gonna 
bring Afghanistan and this area infrastructure uh, like like into into the modern age because obviously he was part of the big one of the biggest construction firms if not the biggest in the arab world his dad owned the biggest construction uh that, company yeah in, yeah in saudi Arabia. that was employed by the world basically mm. and that's kind of then what led me and i was like well hold on a minute what and then within this particular article it was talking about um george bush senior uh, well, having was, meetings yeah. and funding uh, a lot of it. And then I was well, just... Well, the CIA like, funded a lot of it, didn't it? it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I looked further. And then there was the CIA bits. And why were they... Uh, why did America even begin to start donating money to them? And then it led to the Soviets. And it was like, wait a minute. Yeah. The Soviets were over there at some point? Oh, yeah. Um, for that so, damn precious oil. Anyway, though. Sorry, Ben, go on. Was, yeah, so... Th- it's this for me and well i think this for everyone this is how this is the catalyst the yes this this is what created al-qaeda which is basically linkedin for terrorists (laughs) linkedin for terrorists that's what it is it's true it is okay so you know but without with less humble bragging it's like not loads of like terrorists going well today i saw a man starving on the street so i blew him up That would be LinkedIn for terrorists, I think. Here is, here is me sacrificing. He's wearing Guns N' Roses t shirt. <laughs> oh, man. No holding back. No holding back. <laughs> no holding back today. Uh, anyway, okay. It's been too go. long. So it's like. It's this been is, too long. It's been it's too long. Too, and people it's it's been too long since there's been a nonce joke for crying out loud. There's not been one. There's not been not one. Yet. That, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Okay. The Soviet-Afghan war was a conflict wherein insurgent groups as well as smaller Maoist groups fought a nine-year guerrilla war against the Soviet army and the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan government throughout the 1980s, mostly in the Afghan countryside. Um, One thing that was crazy about it was the fact it was, well, the Afghan military, I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point, but like guerrilla warfare. Yeah. incredibly smart and which kind of surprised me trained by the u.s army (laughs) there you go so there was this vietnam war that we lost but we learn a lot from it yeah we definitely um, there you go like (laughs) i've I've definitely put a a section in there um about how basically the the americans were like because because obviously the communists did a lot of funding for the vietnam war against and and helped yes the viet cong against the the us americans america's like yeah. whoa he's not related to king kong is he <laughs> viet kong yeah he's all oh, right i just again the screen just cut out and i just heard you talking about guerrilla warfare and that that <laughs> i literally just came in and was, i just heard Woo, viet king kong. Kong. <laughs> oh these are these are hot takes people hot takes no one has oh. no one ever gone guerrilla warfare and viet kong and gone king kong you were probably yeah, the first person I've ever heard to put those together. I think I'd start a new <laughs> army just called King Kong. Yeah. That's it. It's just <laughs> that guerrilla warfare. There's, there's, there's actually a pizza, a pizza where I'm from in York called King Kong's Dick. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, it's a pizza. It's just got sausages on it, but it's just called King Kong's Dick. It's not like it's not a wrap pizza or anything. It's just implying that the sausage on it is King Kong's Dick. <laughs> uh, it's so yeah. typically British. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, but now sorry. I want a pizza. 
and a dick. To be fair, oh, they're probably man. part of Al Qaeda as well. Those guys who are on that because there's some <laughs> fucking weird names on there. There's a lot of like hot nipples and slippery nipples. I was like, I always thought a slippery nipple was like a Bailey's with Coca Cola or some shit. But like, apparently not. It's just a pizza with chili on it. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I would have yes. if if I was going to do a slippery nipple, I'd make a pizza, and it was a pizza. I'd have a pizza, and I'd have one bit of pepperoni on it, but I'd put like. Some sauce has so much it, so cheese on it. Yeah, so it would <laughs> like it would slide around the pizza. <laughs> the pepperoni itself had to decide which slice it was on. Yeah, the, de- the delivery driver hilarious. just had to carry it perfectly straight, or yeah. it just like who's getting the nipple? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> slippery nipple pizza. Worst pepperoni pizza ever. One piece, one piece yeah. of pepperoni. Uh, anyway, gorillas. Uh, that's all. Right, it yeah. cut out again. Uh, okay. Right. Um, as Ben mentioned, though, the Russians uh, funding a lot of the uh, Vietnamese army during the Vietnam War. At this point, there, when the Afghan War and the Soviets were at war together, there was no surprise, to be honest, that America were probably like, ah, here we can, uh, remember that funding you did for our enemy? Well, we've got a shit more funding than you can do. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's no it. surprise. Supply yeah, and demand. It's fair. You know, and... The, the CIA were like were involved in getting like bringing all these the build they basically built the Mujahideen like they yeah, went they just, like this warlord and this warlord and this warlord let's get them together yeah. fund the fuck out of them like give like some some people I think is I it like the it. the Louis Walsh of terrorists so he's like <laughs> that guy would look great that guy would look great. That guy's yeah. a crazy rock that star. Guy would look get, great, that guy. get that guy and that guy together. They'd be great. <laughs> there we go. It's like you do flying like red wings. Can you do? Can you like, do flying red wings? It's like you do flying without landing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't hey. need. To... <laughs> I'm flying into buildings. <laughs> Awful. It's, it's like we're yeah. It, it, so basically, it's like they were picking football teams, like we used to do in the school playground. They'd be like, yeah. "I want you on my side, <laughs> you on my side." Yeah. Or like all the best kids being picked, and all the shit warlords just like, "Ooh, got yeah, the, the just better because we protect the self." The ones with hooks <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I could be goalkeeper. <laughs> okay. Uh, in December 1979, in the midst of the Cold War, the Soviet 40th Army invaded Afghanistan. Uh, in order to prop up the communist government of the People's Democratic Party of Afghanistan, put, put. Get, a, get a different, get put, a different put. political party name. Christ Almighty! It probably, it probably does. It just doesn't translate well. Right. I nah, bet it's got yeah, really probably. good. I bet it rolls off the tongue in Afghani. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they wanted to put. Um, they wanted to do this to uh, against uh, the growing insurgency within the country uh, at the time. The United States have been making headway in the Middle East at Moscow's expense, successfully courting Egypt, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and others. The Soviet Union feared the loss of its communist proxy in Afghanistan. Uh, This proxy war had the potential to be the Soviets' Vietnam, and Americans wanted to make sure of it. They funded and provided, as we mentioned a moment ago, uh, arms to the Afghan rebels known as the Mujahideen. Yeah, they didn't just fund them, which we'll go into, but they actually... They went there and they went right. This is how you. This is how you fight. This is like. The- and you see, yeah, you you see a lot of these training videos, like of. It, it was really bizarre because 
obviously when everything had uh, started unfolding after 9-11 when we were younger we were used to seeing these like particular training camp videos on tv and like the, obviously the media being like this is the enemy everyone like this is what they're doing look at them but then going back and watching some of these documentaries when it was documenting members of the cia and the u.s government just mm. chilling out in afghanistan with their arms crossed watching a bunch of like afghani rebels warming up as if they're about to go on at half time or something like that it was so strange yeah. of all different shapes and sizes and they're all sitting there that were one thing they couldn't do star jumps properly could they in Can one they? video clip in there's a particular video it's, it's, clip a, known, a, it's a known like crutch of the afghans that they, they just don't have rhythm or something like that and they were getting them to their legs out at the same time they can only do opposites it's they yeah, do wire was... jumps. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If you're in the army, the, one of the things you want to avoid doing is doing that. It's almost like a moving target. So maybe they have the right idea. Because if you're spread completely, yeah, literally, you're just a, it was... a fucking I think he's saying, target. kiss me, kiss me. Smoke <laughs> <Yeah>. best. <laughs> anyway, but Anyone who didn't get so... that reference, it was Team America. I didn't. It was so strange to see, like, doing the research for this, like, a bunch of CIA agents and the, the, the like, I think it was the president or just the head of the CIA or saying, just watching yeah. them all warming up and not being able to do sort of the star jump routine. It was so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I always uh, do the research on the enemy, I would say, or, you know, the, the people who you're going to put the guns in the hands of. Like, right. I would immediately have just been like, yeah, those guys are rubbish. Let's just yeah, put who, some other yeah. people out there. Who picked this prick over here that can't bloody touch his knees to his elbows in rhythm? Like, Ahmed, go on, off you go, mate. See you later. You ain't playing. There's just a guy who's doing star jumps really fast, and we're like, we need him as a decoy. Like, <laughs> send him on the run. Make him do loads of star jumps. And then just, we'll just walk there and then, you know, shoot him off. <laughs> seems like the logical thing to do. The CIA oh, had engaged in uh, multiple operations in Afghanistan. The first major operation, codenamed Operation Cyclone, began in 1979. It was a program to arm and finance the Mujahideen fighters in Afghanistan prior to and during the military in intervention by the USSR. President Reagan had seen an expansion of the Reagan doctrine, which aided anti-Soviet resistant movements. Uh, the program also supported militant Islamic groups that were favoured by the regime of the Muhammad Zal Zia Al Haq. Sorry, I'll repeat that. Muhammad Zia Al Haq. I'm quite proud of uh, working that one out uh, in neighbouring pa uh, Pakistan at the expense of other resistance groups that had also been fighting the Marxist-oriented Democratic Republic of Afghanistan. Operation Cyclone was one of the longest and most expensive covert CIA operations ever undertaken, costing over 20 to 30 million dollars per year in 1980 and rising to 630 million per year in 1987. Now, who was it that who did the famous speech of the military industrial complex? That would be uh, Eisenhower. Wow. Uh, 630 yeah. million per year yeah did you know that so bananas i know it's it, it doesn't matter now because it's it, they're fucked anyway but after 9 11 do you know the deficit was completely wiped out in the, in the national debt it was they were they were they were up there like they they cleared all the debt and then obviously the financial crash happened and it all went again but no shit <laughs> i wonder i wonder where it came from 
that uh, sort of money bombing the nuts. fuck out of Afghanistan and Iraq, I think. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I think so. Um, okay, continuing. Thus, over the course of the 1980s, the Soviet Union poured billions of dollars into the war in Afghanistan. And at its peak, more than 100,000 Soviet soldiers were fighting in the country. However, yeah, so the Afghan got... resident... Sorry, go ahead. I've got a an actual fact, uh, not a, like a numerical value on um, how much uh, oh. the Soviet were pouring in, which I didn't write in here. But okay. it's, so the Soviet Union were putting in thirty five percent of its GDP. So that's out Whoa. A, a year into fighting this war. The thirty five percent of their country's own float. Yeah, Fuck. America has never put in more than five percent. Whoa! Yeah. So wow, this was no this was like they, they basically wanted to bankrupt, right? They I don't think the way I think it probably I think I wrote this in here somewhere, but okay. they don't I don't think they actually ever thought that they were going to beat them physically, just destroy them all. I think they right. were just it was just a number. It's like they can't do this forever. They can't do this forever, and just kept just if we the more we throw at them, the like it's yeah yeah it, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's probably why they started making bombs that out of milk bottles and sticking them under rocks. Like that's it's kind of kind of starting to make a lot of sense, really. Yeah. Yeah, and and it also makes you wonder that the, the fact that all right, the Soviet Union collapsed, but most of Eastern Bloc Europe has never recovered. Like, it's no wonder. Jesus Christ, I was completely unaware of that. Thirty-five percent. Bloody hell. Uh, anyway, continuing on, thus over the course of nine... Oh, no, sorry, yeah, you stopped me there, didn't you? However, the Afghan resistance, the Mujahideen, was heavily supported by a wide variety of international actors, including the US, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Iran, China, and Egypt. In the end, the Mujahideen prevailed over the Soviet army uh, as they were forced to withdraw from Afghanistan in February 1989, having lost tens of thousands... Ten, ten years... They lost tens of thousands killed and wounded. Even after the collapse of the Soviet Union, Moscow continued to supply the arm, uh, and sorry, supply and arm the communist regime of Dr. Nijal Bullah. Uh, this was not enough, and Kabul fell to the Mujahideen in 1992. Yeah. It's, and then, um, yeah, and then uh, the America left and the Taliban took over. <laughs> But again, well, uh, we go into almost that. instantly, wasn't it? Again, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the same um, happened again instantly. Yeah. Yeah. History repeating itself. I was going to yeah. say it's like the America. America. Was there any? Um, my curiosity was there any kind of like animosity after kind of? I guess the Afghani's were probably like, oh, America's. They are. Yeah, they're, they're actually interested in helping us. Like, oh, sweet. And as soon as like yeah. the mission accomplished, America must have just been like, "All right, cool, see you later, job done." Well, well, the we're not I, friends anymore. The way what? I can't saw it is that the the Mujahideen were like, "We won, we won that," and the Americans were like, "No, we won that for you." Yeah. And then the Check Soviet and the Soviets were like, "No, we run out of money. We left." Like so. They, Suck it. So no one, no one would, no one had lost. No one, no one could admit that they won or lost. But the right, other people right. letting anyone take the victory, and then like the Americans, like right, we helped you. We did that for you. Now buy not yeah, you gave your lives and you did all this for us. Now we're going to help you rebuild. They just went, 
right, we did our job. The Soviets are gone. See you later. That's the way I see it. Yeah, the way that's exactly the way it looks to me. And that is why they're all fucking pissed off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like one little tick. Yeah. Okay, uh, funding from the CIA continued after 1989 as the Mujahideen battled the forces of Mohammed Najibullah's PDPA, the uh, political party that was a mouthful during the civil war in uh, Afghanistan. That was a mouthful. Najibullah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Najibullah. Mohammed Najibullah. Sounds like a disease you'd catch out there. So yeah, um, uh, the civil war in Afghanistan between 1989 and 1992. After the withdrawal of Soviet troops, the CIA's objective was to topple the government of Mohammed Najibullah, uh, which had been uh, which had been formed under the Soviet occupation. The three main factions that the CIA supported were Ahmed Shah Massoud, uh, Golbadin Hekmataya, and he was the bad Jalal one. Yeah. He was the really bad one. Yep. And uh, Jalal, Jalaluddin Haqqani, another civil war developed oh, in 1990 as the Inter-Services Intelligence, the ISI and CIA supported uh, Golbadin Hekmata. Was it Gul Golbadin Hekmatia? I'll call him Golbadin for the time being. Uh, sought to violent, uh, violently eliminate all rivals, including the CIA-supported Ahmed Shah Massoud. Bloody hell. Yeah, he, Ahmed thought, Shah yeah, Massoud was was widely seen as the the best man for the job to take over okay. Afghanistan and re, re, like rebuild it and start again. Like he was and, seen. He's the, I saw an interview with his brother who talking about him because he was assassinated. Um, sure. And they said like he 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 genuinely was looking to create a world where people could a, a country where people could just live and do their own and, and live happily and not be worried about freely war. essentially yeah. yeah wow no but wonder the, yeah no the wonder taliban, the other guy was pissed. The taliban they often yeah yeah uh continuing uh i've done the another another civil war bit apologies uh yes in um the different mujahideen factions could not agree on how to share power and then uh and the current and the country quickly descended into a bloody civil war. In 1994, a movement of Pashtun fundamentalist students, most of whom were trained in uh, madrasas, religious schools, uh, in refugee camps in Pakistan, seized Kandahar and started a campaign to wrest the country from the hands of the warlords. Known as the Taliban, this force marched into the Kabul in 1996 and took control of most of the rest of the country by 1998. And I guess that's when we start to see the, um, what? the Taliban that we have so come to know now. Mr. Osama bin Laden was a not he he was a he was the guy who found the money for these guys. Yes, of being so, who, who his parents were, no no doubt. Yeah, so he was good at finding money. Um, so yeah, th this is when Osama bin Laden, bin Laden stops becoming a a back room kind of guy and starts becoming like the leader. An actual a, leader, a leader, yeah. yeah. And it's like, hold on a minute. Yeah, these guys are the faces of what's going on, but this is a dude that actually gets shit done. Mm. So yeah, okay. Many Mujahideen warlords were forced to flee to the north where they joined the United Islamic Front for the salvation of Afghanistan and or Northern Afghanistan, led by 
Burahadin, sorry, Burhanadin Rabini, Rabani, and Ahmed Shah Massoud. Even though Rabani had Massoud's Jamet, uh, I'll start. Jamayem Islami. Ah, uh, yeah. Even though Rabani and Massoud Jamai Islami was one of the main Mujahideen factions responsible for the defeat of the Soviet army during the 1980s, Moscow decided to lend its support to the Northern Alliance, as did Iran, India, and others. Now, now you can see why the Middle East is the state that it's in at the moment. It, it's just, obviously, just everyone wanted to just get involved. Like because they those... knew how much of a mess that area was, and they knew how much fucking oil was there. So right, Afghan exactly. Afghanistan has, doesn't have a lot of oil, apparently. Apparently, um, not anymore. But it's it's, it's it, it, <laughs> the main reason is where it is. It's it connects the Middle East to well, it, it's the country that borders Russia, obviously. So it's the Soviet right. link. Yeah. So it's that's why it's like we we have to have control of this because. You know, otherwise, if Russia's they get got, control yeah, of it, the exactly. communists, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Russia, did I did find to... out earlier, Dean, uh, that yep. they do have a a lot of lithium and a lot of nickel. Oh, yes, which is yes. used to make batteries. Yeah, just think about that. Uh, Russia did not want to see a fundamentalist state emerge in Afghanistan. More importantly, the Taliban and their Al Qaeda allies were providing training and sanctuary to Chechnyan rebels, Central Asian militants, and others whom Moscow deemed as a, as a threat. In spite of this interference, um, inter, oh, what, intern warfare? Is that the correct word? <laughs> I don't believe I'm reading that correctly. I think I'm getting that wrong. In spite of this, however, ISI and the CIA uh, formulated a plan yeah. to topple the Najibullah government in a winter offensive on Kabul. As part of this offensive, the CIA paid Massoud $500,000 over and above his monthly stipend of $200,000 to close the Salang Highway, which Massoud failed to do. With that much money, I could close that highway. If yeah. someone's paying me that much, you get that job done. <clears throat> there, there no is wonder no the Taliban highway. offed you. Yeah, there, there is no highway left in my in my operation um uh during this period the us became increasingly concerned with the relationship between pakistan and the taliban the support of the taliban had escalated tensions between the us and pakistan it was concerning for the us as the taliban grew to be more extreme and direct and a direct threat to the united states its citizens and its foreign dignitaries essentially by just leaving Afghanistan without resettling the refugees and leaving them in camps they gave birth to the suicide bombers that committed countless terrorist attacks and it's it's loads like yeah. they like there's US embassy bombings there's like Pakistan's had so many suicide bombings like recently as well it's you know you radicalize and some just even go undocumented because it's yeah. so frequent yeah, it's like school shootings in America. It is. It, 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 <laughs> they're it over, they're every day. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, I think uh, you, you, you disenfranchise people and, you know, you give them an enemy by going, well, why are we here? Well, America tried, were meant to save us, but, you know, they just left just, us. You've just started a melting pot, basically. Now, the reason we talk about all of this is that one of the main men in the CIA funded Mujahideen forces 
uh, was the creator of what is essentially the LinkedIn of terrorists. Which app. I've said, yeah. You did, you, you did your gag. Really, I, I left this bit, I gave this bit away. <laughs> Osama bin Mohammed bin Awad bin Laden. Bin Laden. Oh, yeah. Excuse me? What a name. Osama bin Mohammed bin Awad bin Laden. It's Which like, is basically what? all their fathers before them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that actually They've is been true. Laden, baby. That is true. He's going to school with a guy called Nick Mohammed Faris Fatih Mohammed uh, Faris, which is Malaysian, basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, Osama bin Mohammed bin Awad bin Laden. I'll tell you what, I'll call him Awad. Uh, Awad bin Laden was Saudi. He was a Saudi. Well, I'd Arabian... call him Osama bin Laden, like most people do. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> the main I only man left his himself... full name in it because it was funny. The full ma- uh, the main man himself was a Saudi Arabian citizen until 1994 and a member of the wealthy Bin Laden family. Bin Laden's father was Mohammed bin Awad bin Laden, a Saudi millionaire from, excuse me? He was from Yemen. Yemen. <laughs> yeah, from I'm Yemen. not going to pronounce it. Yeah. He was from Yemen and the founder of the construction company, Saudi Bin Laden Group. His mother, Aliyah Ghanim. There you go. Decent, good girl having a decent name. Do you know what I mean? She was, from sec- uh, she was secular as well. Se- really? Yeah, Ooh. secular middle-class family. A secular middle-class family in Latakia in Syria. He was born in Saudi Arabia and studied at university in the country until 1979 when he joined Mujahideen forces in Pakistan fighting against the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. He helped to fund the Mujahideen by funneling arms, money, and fighters from the Arab world into Afghanistan and gave, gained popularity amongst many Arabs. Because it showed uh, me the money. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like biggest dick swinging contest and he won, clearly. Got loads um, of money, mate. In 1980... It kind of sounds like Jake Paul's house. All those fucking dickheads <laughs> who hang around with him and it's just like, yeah. why do you hang around with that guy? He's like, oh, he's a really nice guy. Money bags. Sure, it's nothing to do with He the makes money. you dress he's... as a robot. Your job is be the robot, <laughs> man. <laughs> you are the robot, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you reckon Osama bin Laden had like a robot man that just stood behind him? Yeah, he probably like a, a robot man. from Rocky Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst yeah, so I like robot. I want Rocky robot. Give me the Rocky robot now. They probably can't find it, and it's stuck in some cave, just sitting there going, "What is my function? <laughs> <laughs> what is my purpose?" Yeah. Just no one answering him. Oh, uh, that's anyway. made me feel really sad. <laughs> robot. <laughs> Wait till Elon Musk. What is my comes. purpose? What, what is, is my awful. purpose? Anyone? Oh. It is awful. getting darker. Uh, <laughs> in, in 1988, he formed Al Qaeda. He was ban- he was banished from Saudi Arabia in 1992 and shifted his base to Sudan until U.S. pressure forced him to leave Sudan in 1996. After establishing a new base in Afghanistan, he declared war against the United States, initiating a series of bombings and related attacks. It feels like he's just turned, been, like he's turned up there, and he's like, uh, "I'm Osama," and everyone's like, "Well, not heard of you, mate. Don't know who you are or whatever." And then just immediately, he's like, "Oh, death to America!" And then everyone's like, "What? Fuck! Oh, and yeah, all right." He would say that to anyone that would listen. Like, there is right. so many like news articles and stuff, and like press clippings, like Osama bin Laden declares war on America, United States war. Like, he he was, and like. I hate to kind of say it, but rightly so, really, because the American government and not the American people, this is not Americans, this is the American government 
threw its weight around like it always does trying to police the world like yep. it's the fucking like like team of fucking america is so spot on it now and, makes you wonder like and you're like of course he fucking hates america it destroyed like everything they destroyed everything and then just fucking up and leave like they do every yeah. time like, they funded they funded a, a massive war they then tried to create a government of free people that did not like each other they then caused a handful more civil wars mm. in a country that's just like where does it go like what does it do it's all because sad. of that all, all because of just outside interference and a shit ton of money yeah and it is all it all comes back to money it all comes back to oil and money there's not really any other reason for them to be there you know like what was their beef for the soviets Power just because they, yeah it was like well that and and i kind of think as well i guess all of like the staff at the like the oval office and stuff were like well hold on a minute look what they did to us in the 60s i think it's our turn to go and do this do you know what i mean like it's exactly. blatantly blatantly it's right so yeah and then you know bin laden was then just bombing the fuck out of u.s embassies and he was he was building his network of of like-minded people that were like we agree with you let's fuck america up deaf to yeah. the west like and these yeah. all, again these all go back to the people that have read the readings of kutup and like his followers and those people like there was a massive section in there that i deleted out of the script because it's like it just goes on so much and i was like actually it's really deep it's so deep but like that like these these all these warlords in afghanistan were all sort of people that had read Kutub or they'd been involved yeah. with people that had followed Kutub and started other factions and Islamic states and you know you know the Muslim Brotherhood and things like that were all people that then went on to you know generate create these not terrorists they were they were people people believed in something and they just so happened to believe in it so much that they could be radicalized even further yeah then go on to like bomb US embassies you know and start this like you know fighting back and just going fuck you guys like yeah, lots of you and proxy wars. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, okay, so he was chucked on the most wanted list. Then, wasn't he? After all yeah. that, in uh, most wanted list, and that was what year was that? In nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. It's very important that we remember when he was the prime, like on the top ten FBI list. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. So Oof. the next thing that happened well in our story is the bombing of the world trade center and not in the, 1993 correct yeah not the not the not the not the big one not the famous one this not, is the yeah. little brother the lesser known bombing of the world trade center which was uh on february the 26th 1993 at exactly 12 31 in the afternoon a truck carrying a bomb weighing 1336 pounds I don't know what that is in kilos, but that is over a ton of Uriah, over a ton of Uriah nitrate hydrogen was detonated underneath the World Trade Center in the public parking lot. The attack was plotted by a group of terrorists: Ramzi Youssef, Mohammed Abu Halama, Mohammed Sal Salma Salama, Nidal yeah. Ayred, Abdul Rahman Yassin, and Ahmed Aja, along with the blind Sheikh. I think this guy is the Khalid uh... Sheikh Mohammed. I believe so, but his name's important, Khalid mm -hmm. Sheikh Mohammed. 
very important. Yeah, he's like, and he's he was Yusef's uncle. Uh, he was responsible for funding the attack, and the bomb opened up. Right, so this bomb was so big it opened a hundred foot, hundred foot wide hole through four sub levels of concrete. That is a serious amount it's of insane. power in a in a van. Yeah, so it, that's crazy. It was so the plan was. I don't know if we've got that in here, but the, I, I, I'm the plan not too was, sure. Yeah, yeah. The plan was for the North Tower to fall into the South Tower. Oh, well, that were creating a domino effect. So yeah, they wanted but, like a, which would have done a fuckload more damage than the the actual the twin towers, the, 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 the current one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So initially, initially, uh, like the seven seven bombings, the news reports were that it was a transformer explosion. Un unfortunately, uh, unlike unlike the seven seven bombs, which probably was a transformer explosion, yeah. that yeah. was then retconned to be a terrorist attack. This was a terrorist attack that was thought to be a transformer thing. That's and you need if you haven't listened to that episode, people of listening now or watching now. Go back and listen to our seven seven bombings episode straight after this one because that's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that mine, mine too, and a lot yeah. because we all we get a lot of people saying, uh, "Like I never eat." Well, um, didn't Andy Baz, one of our close mates, uh, shout out to Andy Baz? Didn't he yeah. mention he, he was unaware of seven seven before he we didn't brought realize it, it was a conspiracy? Yeah, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot, I think um, Callum and Scott from Cryptid Ramblers were in uh, the studio the other day. And we we're talking about this and they were talking about how seven set the seven seven r seven seven bombings episode was like an eye, big eye opener to them because they didn't think there was a there was wow. any um conspiracy there i'm there's kind of there's more conspiracy and we're going to get into this there's more conspiracy around the seven seven bombings than mm. there is the nine eleven bombings in my opinion yeah because that that goes that's gets really messy with like informants and who the mi5 mm. know and used and spoke to oh yeah that's a very very crazy crazy one yeah so Yusuf also wanted the smoke to remain in the tower smothering people inside killing them slowly wow uh, yeah the attack was uh, what the the attack wasn't an asset wasn't a suicide attempt though it was a 20 foot fuse was lit by Yusuf according to the transcript of his trial Yusuf hopped Hope that the explosion would topple Tower 1 and fall into Tower 2, killing occupants of both towers, which would estimate about 250,000 people. Revenge for the US support Israeli against Israel against Palestine. So that's that. Like, Goes all the, yeah, like more yeah. messed up Middle East stuff. So there's, um, I think we've got the, we're going to have to remove some of this stuff because it goes on too much. Mm. Um, in fact, I'll probably will, but the FBI were heavily involved. Uh, uh, and I think we'll just do that bit. But yep. one of the main things that I wanted to, that one of the greatest stories that came out of this was the and I kind of relate to this guy in this one. The only, the only <laughs> I know what's going. <laughs> he went back to collect the deposit on the van that they put the bomb in, saying it had been stolen, and that FBI just arrested him there and then, straight away. They waited for him. Like, he might come back you know what he might go back uh, from the deposit no he's not gonna go back from the deposit he might go back like, from the deposit it's literally guys he's gone back for the deposit it's a bit sick for now, now so anyone listening or watching that has has heard us obviously mention four lions four lions is a movie that was um about four would-be terrorists four lions. i'm going for a in, okay mate four would-be terrorists that uh or five i think it's either four or five 
that are planning on suicide four bombing lions, four lions. So, oh, of course, yeah, four. I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just, I've only just got that myself. Yeah, and um, so yeah, uh, four terror British terrorists that want to blow themselves up at the um, London Marathon or something like that. And they're just idiots, and they sound like the sort of characters that would try to get the deposit back on the van that they blow up or something like that. Like, they go on about one character buying too many bottles of bleach, and his idea is dressing up as a woman with a beard. <laughs> and he doesn't even dress up as a woman. He just puts he his hand to, over his face. He puts his hand over his face to cover his beard. While he pretends to sound like a woman asking for three bottles of bleach, please. Three bottles of bleach. <laughs> but I, get, I, I don't um, want to spoil it. It's a phenomenal movie. If if anybody hasn't seen it, and they're listening to this podcast, please take the time out to watch Four Lions. It's oh, absolutely superb. It. It's superb, and it's what? a very, it's a very like well, me, you and. Uh, Will went and see it together, yeah. didn't we, Ben? It was me, you, Lee, and Will. And um, some people say it's insensitive, but some people like us are just like, no, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's so because good. You could say there's so many films about white people fucking it up. Like, and obviously, the people who are involved in writing it know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, it's not like, I know Chris Morris is not going to go and write, Chris Morris is definitely not going to write something racist. It's not racist. Right, exactly. It's just incompetence. It's right about how in any situation, however severe, there are going to be, you know, people who are too stupid to understand what they're doing or like too blinded by faith, which is right. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is, and what it's, about, it's about blind faith is that film is it, what it's about it's not about yeah, race or but it also religion. it's also yeah it also right. like insane insane like morris isn't gonna write something just racist because you're you're kind of it, it makes you flip and flop between them because you kind of like the characters but then it, it allows you to sit there and feel an emotion for them like for the fact of that you're you're like you're hoping that they they realize what they're doing you know i won't spoil it but you kind of hope that you, you you're rooting for them to not be who they want to be and it's a very very interesting perspective on feelings towards people that are set to be suicide bombers you know exactly it's it's a very interesting perspective because not everyone is bad that follows these particular types of religion that might seem extremist. They're just led down a wrong path, you know? Yeah. And uh... I think anyone could be led down that path. Anyone, yeah. it, it, if you, you can radicalize anyone, look at America now. Like I shared you that that meme the other day of people- Well, you need to pee. Yeah, Sorry, this is pee time. Um, of people are, it's the same thing when you're, whether you're praying to, or you're like celebrating the Quran or the American flag or a football team, it's you're radicalized to that thing. And I think it's just, if someone can get you at that, with that passion and can control your passion and push you into that direction and to kind of snowball that passion until it becomes something that you are so passionate about, you die for, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy. I think it's very easy to radicalize someone and, and turn them into a, fundamentalist suicide bomber 
I think it really is. Yeah. I think you could turn someone into a suicide bomber for a football team. I think you could. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, the thing is, these these guys go to prison for X amount of time, don't they? For, like, fighting for a football team. But they're not... It's almost like so historic now that they don't even go watch the football anymore. They just go for the fight. But they're yeah. part of that. It's that it's that team building thing. That's a mob mentality, isn't it? That people just really enjoy. People want to be part of something. Mm. And although there is probably many that know what they're talking about, there'll be thousands that don't. They just they just believe they're elders, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I'm just um, looking, I'm seeing if I can cut anything out of this script, but I think basically the FBI, the FBI were heavily involved uh, with people involved in that 1993 plot. They were heavily involved in it, so much so that they could pick, they picked out the whole, when it became to making arrests, they were able to pick out exactly who was involved with it. Like were, that, yeah, him, him, him. So that for me leads to the fact that they probably could have stopped it. And it may, yeah, and it also leads lead you to believe did everybody know even about 9-11 you know and um well wow. remember talk well yeah i know i know we're probably going to get to that but it's what i was kind of getting at when i was talking about maturing through the years of a conspiracy theory and looking beyond the veil of it from from a po- political standpoint rather than 
Oh, they put bombs because they wanted to do this. Like, they wanted to do an Operation Northwoods. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. It's scary how far it goes back and how many people are involved. Yeah. And even that attack, there was people trying to get the claim that Iraqis were involved in it. It was Saddam's plan. You know, right. even then, they were like, you know, it, it's it's the Iraqis. They want to do it. Um, you know, but, you know. I still it's the same like, story just... that happened after 9-11 as well. Like, you know, they, they've, got, they've got their boogeyman and they want to get him in, but there was never anything to put him there. Yeah. And it always made me wonder as well, like when 9-11 occurred, how it wasn't, it wasn't common speak for people to sit there and be like, so what does Saddam have to do with this? Because I just remember that the war starting in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, Saddam Hussein, bad. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, what? Where, where did, okay, where did well, Rum, he come from? Like, so Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld and Cheney obviously had like past um, history with him during their time with George Bush Senior. Right. It's obviously Desert Storm and that, and Rumsfeld and Cheney were involved in that. And yes. they, I think they, they knew how much oil was there is what, that's that's basically it and they're like yeah literally it we yeah. we could go back in there and we can get that if we just find a reason and they needed yeah. the smoking gun and they thought they could get it in 93 and they didn't no and they didn't get it so that leads us on to and i'm skipping a big bit of stuff here but i think i think we know we've just gone over it a lot yeah um I think that leads us up to September 11th and whether they knew about it or not. It, yeah. You know, could it have been the smoking gun that they were looking for? Yes. It's interesting. It yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's very interesting. You saying that, um, it wasn't, um, they didn't get the response, I guess that they were hoping for to go to the Middle East uh for oil or a new war in 1993 and it often makes me wonder um whether it was a technological like problem in the sense of the communication and worldwide shock about it like, I, I think I it was like... the death toll i think it was the i think because it because like... it was so minuscule because there was only six people i believe killed it wasn't... in the do you know what it is? And I think I know we're going to get we're going to get onto the actual 9-11 in a minute. But I think what it was is that that there was no branding to it. There was no visible. There was nothing visible like the skyline hadn't changed. There wasn't these hours of footage, you know, of like there wasn't. It was. Yeah, it was a shock attack where there was no nothing to kind of. Oh, look, here's the injury. Oh, look at it. Look what happened. Yeah, look what happened, and it's... Look what they did to you, America. Look what yeah. they did. You know, there's, you know, and then, you know, and, you know, I think what they learned from that is that branding was definitely a big thing in this 9-11, because you got 9-11. We call it 9-11. It's 11-9 in this country. It, it, if you want to get technical, it is. It's 11-9, <laughs> and it's, it's September 11. the 11th. So a lot of I know if you if you listen to the conspiracy ones, which I haven't done this time, I didn't listen to a lot of the conspiracy documentaries and videos. I, I'm going to watch a few tomorrow. I didn't even touch Loose Change. I didn't, I didn't even touch. I couldn't find it. Oh, I've had I've had uh, I think it's the final one 
on yeah. on on a hard drive for yeah. God knows how long. I, I was like quite lucky to find it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So I I uh, yeah I didn't touch it. I didn't touch on hardly any of the conspiracy ones. But the ones I the ones I've watched in the past, none of them say nine eleven. They always say the attacks of September September eleventh two thousand and one. They they always they never say nine eleven because they they I think they're convinced that that's a brand name and it is a brand well, name. It is it's like because yeah, it's funny you mention it though, because being when I was back home, I always referred to it as September 11th. Yeah, like when I when I used to lifeguard and I talked to a lot of the younger like lifeguards because I was come and talk to me about September the 11th, kids. I've got to open tell, your eyes. <laughs> let me tell you the world. Get out of that man. pool. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I've something to tell mind. you about September the 11th, 2001. Yeah. It was a nice day. It was a climate <laughs> very. You know, very jet very fuel reasonable don't melt steel beams <laughs> put a jet fuel don't melt steel beams and get yes, off but the lane office road. fires do <laughs> <laughs> but it's since coming and living in the united states i brand it i call it 911 and and i don't and, and it, i don't know i don't know whether i've not noticed that or i've just accustomed myself to the way they pronounce it but back home it was always september 11th it was never 9-11 because yeah. it's not a symbol to us, is it? No. It's quite a quite a interesting piece of psychological... And we'll get onto the symbol of the 11 at some point in the conspiracy episode. Oh, oh no. Which Jay's, <laughs> JJ's going to love. Yeah, JJ can't wait for that one, I bet. Do you know about the 11s? The three 11s? Yeah. The most evil, evil number? I've got it tattooed on my finger somewhere. What, three eleven? Oh, you? Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, what, for that purpose. I've got not, two 11s. Not because of nine eleven though. You didn't get it ah. because of that, did you? You got no, it because it's two. The... I got two 11s because of nine eleven. Oh, two 11s. No, ah. I've just got two 11s. <laughs> not because of <laughs> you know not because of nine eleven. Because if I was going to get a tattoo for nine eleven, I'd, I'd have got nine eleven, not two eleven. <laughs> two 11s. <laughs> We're talking about two, two eleven. We're talking about second like, second of November. Think, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I think I think oh, yeah, because it's September, isn't it? Shit. Hey, I think you're correct though, uh, Ben. That this is obviously more significant because the world knew about it immediately. And if it had, if if the plan had gone the way they wanted it to, would it have become um, a significant attack? Because because the sound of one tower collapsing into that. And then chaos ensuing. That sounds pretty. Well, I don't think you'd need. Boring. I don't think you'd need to. Um, this the September 11 wouldn't have happened because they would have done their job, and the war would still probably be, be going the on. The forever war would have started six years earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, course, yeah. He, this guy should have been training them not to do star jumps. He should have just played a game <laughs> of Jenga with them because they obviously <laughs> are so incompetent. Like. <laughs> You just blow up one corner and it tips it over. Don't yeah. put it in the middle. Like oh, the floor underneath it. Yeah. You need to go yeah. Because yeah. that's like taking the middle cube out of the bottom of a game of Jenga. It's not going to fall over. Like yeah. take the corner <laughs> cube, <laughs> cube out. As well. Stop getting these guys to star jump. I think I've got confused on the analogy. star jumping thing. But because that was the Afghan army, wasn't it? Not the same guys. Well, they, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. The same kind of. Guy. My signal is so bad here. I'm just getting bits and bats of everything. So it's fine. <laughs> um, I'll just create my new story after this. So, <laughs> the day 
of September 11th. And I think we're going to go, I've, there's some, I'm going to put some humbling facts I've put in this. Yep. Okay. But, um, I think unless something comes, crops up, let's, let's not jump to too many conclusions and conspiracies. Let's honor the, because I think we've got to remember that 3,000 people died at this, mm. including firefighters, first responders, you know, only 15 hijackers died or 19 hijackers died on the day. Um, mm. So it is like, as much as like, I love laughing and joking, I, I feel like it would be bad for us to take the piss too much. But at the same time, I know where people tune in for nonce jokes and laughing at dead people. So, <laughs> Jesus. so statistically, there was probably one of the, there was probably a nonce in the was, oh, oh, there was plenty there of, there JJ saved fuck, it. Fucked out of nonces, but probably killed. Do you so know we can what? laugh about Actually, him now and then. What's this? Wait, one second, right. I've got to do some Googling. Dean, do you want to start reading that so I can, while I Google this, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm Googling? Of course. Of course I know what you're Googling. I 100% know what you're Googling. So Statistic, Statistically, how many nonces are in a group? Of, and then you're going to you're gonna work out yes. how... That's superb. Statistically, out of how, one in how many people are pedophiles? <laughs> Can't wait to see your Google search history. Okay. It's just, um, just that. <clears throat> right. Are we ready? Yeah. September 11th, 2001. A clear, sunny, late summer day. Al-Qaeda terrorists aboard three hijacked uh, passengers. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make that sound really like kind of sentimental, you know? I was trying with that one. But what, what was that, sorry? Them. 150 of the people died on 9-11 with paedophiles. It's <laughs> oh superb content. The dedication, I love it. The dedication there is some, to the there, there is some well, justice. We don't know which one, we didn't know which ones were, they were, so we can't, we can't blank yeah. it. Proven into, uh, yeah, until so. pro uh, innocent until proven guilty, but statistics yeah. don't lie. Anyway, September 11th. 2001, a clear, sunny, late summer day, Al-Qaeda terrorists aboard three hijacked passenger planes carried out a coordinated suicide attacks against the World Trade Center in New York City uh, the Pen and the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., killing everyone on board the planes and nearly 3,000 people on the ground. So on average, on let's put this in perspective, on average, 250,000 people entered the World Trade Centers every day. So that's 12,500 pedophiles. And, <laughs> and only 150 of them died. Oh my god, <laughs> this this went west. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's my last that's my last statistic on paedophiles at World Trade Center. But that's a lot of them going in there every day. Apparently, um, the percentage of British um pedophiles maybe higher i hope you're using a vpn so they should have done it over here really <laughs> no because I'm, I'm only looking at the guardian i hope you're using a vpn i'm not actually i should have used a vpn but sometimes yeah. it messes with my zoom calls oh god you're I'm on the asking what... list mate easy easy no, i'm only putting like i'm i'm literally i've i found oh. out that it's five percent and then i'm just using the calculator i'm not looking oh at... my god that was, uh, that was so yeah a fourth plane crashed into a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, killing all on board after passengers and crews attempted to gain control from the hijackers. This plane, this was the plane that actually took off 40 minutes later. So people were able to get messages to that plane. 
So when they right. found out, that, like someone the text goes, oh, the, the plane's crashed into uh, the yeah. World Trade Center. Are you Center. okay? Two are planes okay? have crashed. Our plane's been hijacked. Okay, we know what they're going to do now. We'll crash it. Because they were all the people on the planes were told that there's a bomb. They're just they're going to, everyone's going to land. They were all told mm. they were going to land and like it was yeah. just for ransom money. So they didn't get, so everyone thought like, stay calm. We're going to get out. Yeah. Of oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just they were gonna... let them do their thing. But, yeah. but what's more um, horrifying as well is that a lot of the documentaries that we've, we've been uh, researching through and stuff like that playing like the audio tapes uh, that the black box managed to pick up um, and the uh, the radio uh, receiver that was projecting audio from the plane indirectly to like the yeah by, uh, um, yeah, by accident to the <laughs> um, boom, boom. satellite towers yeah like the radio control and whatnot and you could hear like the passengers trying to break into the cockpit mm. And like, I guess at the same time that this, the pilot, I'm not too sure which one, it, uh, who his name was, plummeted it into the yeah. ground. Sorry, spoiler had, alert, they, if you're not. They also had um, less hijackers. This is the one that had the least amount of hijackers. So they yeah. were like, yeah, they didn't obviously have enough manpower. Um, okay, but yeah, yeah. But th that was planned. They were planned to land that, put that one into the Capitol building. Yes. Which would have been, uh, all, that would have been it. That I think that would have been like, that would have been insane. Immediate, the of immediate all out war. <laughs> yeah. If they'd done it. Like if, it wasn't if, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if they'd done it, if they'd all been, if it all happened time synced, because it all did except for that plane. And that, that plane being late. Yeah. Taking off late. Delayed. Then the, the death toll would have been like so much higher. Catastrophic. Got, yeah. Yeah. The amount of people in the Capitol building at 9, 9 a.m. Like. <laughs> Absurd. Absurd yeah. number. Uh, okay, all flights were headed west. The hijackers picked flights with full tanks of fuel. Uh, okay, we're doing going to calculated. be doing a yeah, cal yeah, yeah, very calculated when you think about very, it. Very that never. Calculated. That's not actually like I didn't think about that. I think because they they it was taking off from the east all the way across to the west. You're gonna have a shit ton of fuel, like yeah. wow. And you flew, and they flew twenty minutes, so it didn't even like it barely touched it was still it on full mate it when it yeah, didn't notch yeah. down even a bit that was no yeah okay we're going to be doing a, a minute well i say minute by minute but like the mm. events unfolded so quickly a very accurate timeline yeah, time stamped yeah timeline yeah. so 7 59 a.m american airlines flight 11 a boeing 767 yeah. with aa11 remember that people for next episode aa11 it's very important for the potential magic ritual that was taking place on this day and there was 92 <laughs> people on board the boeing 767 uh, and it took off from boston's logan international airport en route to los angeles so as we was just saying it was going from east to west full tank of fuel yeah, 8 14 a.m united airlines flight 175 a boeing 767 libra 175 alistair crowley <laughs> 175 is is another big number one of alistair crowley's most important numbers he said so okay yeah flight 175 <laughs> with with 65 people aboard it takes off again from boston uh it is also headed to los what? angeles so it's, it's really strange for me because i've never been on a flight that isn't full or at least nearly full i've well american I've, flights uh I've been domestic, on a few that have... domestic flights yeah like I've especially playing that what, big what I did well what I did with the auto shows there were some times I was on a Boeing seven whatever seven 
747 or something like that and there would only be 30 people on board yeah, yeah. Do, domestic from philly to la was yeah about 12 people it's mm. uh it, it isn't uncommon because i remember when we was researching this as well a lot of people saying like oddly there wasn't many people on board these planes and it's like well from my history of traveling domestically across the states while living here that's not it's that's that for someone to even bring that up as a conspiracy shows that they yeah. they haven't flown domestically yeah um in the united states uh well, that's eight, good, i didn't know that i didn't that that wasn't, yeah that, yeah so 8 19 a.m flight attendants aboard uh flight 11 alert ground personnel that the plane has been hijacked american airlines notifies the fbi that is yeah. me they're probably still climbing yeah probably well, they, still they climbing. Never, i think they that's what all if you listen to the radio tower kind of thing it's like why keep climbing keep climbing why have you stopped climbing like ah almost, right like, yes but the call like the call the the flight 11 call has been recorded it's on one of the i think it's on the turning point or um inside the president's war room yeah and they all she could get through to was the help desk that, that oh, so it the, so literally the help desk at the airport when That's, on the phone like you know like you like back in the day before the internet when you had to talk to someone have, yeah yeah you got <laughs> you to them to and then they someone. obviously noticed up by the fbi she's like we've been hijacked and then it yeah. cuts off abruptly as well it's pretty you know what happened yeah someone obviously cut the line yeah or a so 8 20 a.m american <laughs> airlines flight 77 takes off from dallas international airport outside of washington dc the boeing 757 is headed to los angeles with 64 people on board at 8.24, hijacker Mohammed Atta makes the first two accidental transmissions from Flight 11 to ground control, apparently in an attempt mm. to communicate with planes. Yeah, we have bomb. We, got, we have bomb. Stay calm. We're going to land, is what he says. And he... he doesn't land. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoiler! Yeah, spoiler but even the way, like, hearing his communication on that uh, that documentary, um, what was it called? The... Uh, the one beginning with T, turning, turning point. point, excuse me. Yeah, you listen to him on the production of the documentary is phenomenal. Mm. And listening back to the audio piece from him, like that must have been horrifying to hear. Like yeah. that vo voice and tone just sitting there saying, nobody move, the plane is ours, sit down, do not do anything, don't put the plane and yourself in danger. Yeah, like I just listening to that back was horrible. Yeah, I wish I'd. Like, I, there's another documentary I wanted to watch, which I'll probably watch tomorrow before we do the second episode, which is more sure. of a deep dive into conspiracy. It's called 102 Minutes, which is a lot of found footage. Yes, I found wish I watched yes. that before this, but I, I, I haven't. But I will watch it tomorrow. It's on the uh, list. For... And so I think we probably should talk about the the pilots and how they and their training because that was a big. That's a big thing that kind of happened. That these guys have been in the US for about a year and they've been learning to fly planes but right I, I, in florida the, yeah in florida and all reports of um of their training was that they weren't very good i think atar is the only one that ha had some skill in flying yeah yeah um, and it's always a major thing with the conspiracy people is that um how did they how did they if this was terrorists that couldn't fly planes how did they fly it so well how did they get right. so much control over the flight? But in my research, I've discovered that on these planes, you can, the autopilot, you can set it to a, a 
co- a GPS coordinate and it will just take you there. That's why right. it looks like military precision flying because the yes. plane was flying in that. It's a that. It was point. autopilot. Yeah, it yeah, was it's doing what it's programmed to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I so mean, yeah, but surely they... there'd be elements. There'd be elements of that. The they must have because unless it was really that primitive, you the autopilot shouldn't just surely fly them straight. I think they probably fly. They must have just pulled very it very close, and then they pull it into the actual. You would just. Or it, was it, like, be... or it was like on flight simulator when it just turns off if you crash into anything. Yeah, it doesn't let you see the explosions. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Uh, All the that, then. no one survived. But as yes, well, crap, they... don't play it. Have you got some more bits on? Uh... It was just yeah. I think overall the 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 flight training was uh, not successful. They weren't very yeah, good and it, it and it's widely reported. It's in a couple of documentaries as well that the um, the instructors themselves, who were the teachers of these uh, Arab men, they were saying that like it's not like they had any interest even in listening. No. It's like they were asking about. Um, what was it they uh, they were asking about? Yeah, oh, he said, uh, "Don't worry, was... I don't need to know how to land." Yeah, or something like that. Like <laughs> one of them was asking about the security of, um, like one some government like location near them, yeah. or something like that. They were saying yeah, there's a lot of them asking about security at the airports and things like that. And they and a couple of them lived in an apartment in Florida, and one of the neighbors was saying, or one of one of the neighbors had said that one of them was like a coke addict and yeah was so, always in a strip club or something yeah they like were that. They're, oh, they're always in strip clubs they always go to vegas they weren't i don't think they were doing coke i think there was a stripper that claimed that she was shagging one of the things ah and okay when it came out is that she was like he was like some six four six two guy and none of the uh <laughs> none of them were over six foot and when then she finally found a picture of him it was it was just some asian guy it's some middle no, Eastern guy it was some it was arabic the, dude just some arabic dude it had nothing to <laughs> well, obviously Amazing. for her it's a story it's like dangle it's for, yeah, yeah exactly yeah her, it's like how do i how am i connected to this how can i be connected to it it's an emotional response that like humans want to feel like they're part of it don't they uh, right i feel right. like a lot of those were stories that are like even though it is documented in those documentaries about them, the way that they acted in these flight schools, yeah. it's like that guy's teaching people how to fly a plane, yeah, probably using like, a flight oh, simulator and also every he day. He doesn't want to be the guy who trained them, does he? He doesn't want to be the guy that went, Yeah, they were brilliant students. I trained them to the best of my capabilities. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I created <sighs> I created some monsters. He doesn't yeah. want to be I, the guy, does he? I also wouldn't. I also wouldn't want to be the guy who let that guy go, yeah, I'm not interested in landing the plane, mate. I just want to fly it around. <laughs> like, surely he must have gone. The thing is, mate, you do have to land the plane. Like, that's part of flying in general. You can't you can't just parachute out and let it glide down. I'd have, I, I wouldn't admit to that. I'd be like, yeah, the guy was just really cool. Yeah. Cool, real cool guy. And yeah. am I right in, uh, I'm pretty sure I got this where in, in my research and stuff that it, nine days before the event is when all of the uh, the party of uh, hijackers were put on the FBI's wanted list. 19 days. 19 days, I apologize. But so obviously this is before the future, so it wouldn't have been as easy as it is now. If you get put them. on the thing, you're up. You were on that list. If you're on that list, it's instant. It's everywhere. Everyone's yeah. like all the systems are updated to show it. 
also another thing that i wanted to say about the flight thing but now i can't remember it because that question came up so i'll wait mm -hmm. but I, i'm just going to put a pin in it because i know there's something i need to say about that okay well anyway uh at 8 40 a.m uh, air traffic controllers at the Federal Aviation Administration alert North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, uh, North, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, North Air, Northeast Air Defense Sector uh, about the needs. suspected hijacking needs, <laughs> suspected hijacking of Flight 11. In response, needs scrambles two fighter planes located at Cape Cod's Otis Air National Guard Base to locate and tail Flight 11. They are not yet in the air when Flight 11 crashed into the northern tower they were still on the runway uh, yeah and cape cod's are fucking miles away i mean it's it's yeah. the whole of england away from new york really. 8 41 a.m united airlines 93 a boeing 74 uh, oh, 757 not. with 44 people aboard takes off from newark international airport en route to san francisco it had been scheduled to depart at 8 a.m around the time of the other hijacked flights yeah. um so yeah, so that's no. the reason that one got grounded because they all found out about it and they were able to, they realized what was going to happen. They weren't going to get landed safely and it wasn't a ransom thing. They were going to get crashed into the capital. Yeah, building. it so, was, they were at lows, at most likely yeah. all odds were going to die yeah. along so, with the hijackers. I remembered what I was going to say and I'm going to say it now, but it's definitely leads into, it's one of the main points of the next episode is that on that plane on that flight course was an fbi an fbi undercover agent was on that flight course but he didn't know because they were under the these guys were under surveillance from the cia oh he didn't right, yeah. know that they were under surveillance so he couldn't he didn't even think like because the cia and the fbi hate sharing information yes even to this day um so that so obviously that uh, and one of the main parts of some, or the next episode if we don't get onto it today because we're only an hour and a bit in mm. so we might actually get to it because we're nearly through this but the one of the main points is that this was a completely avoidable situation thing. yeah yeah there was enough red flags to for these people yeah. to be well, to not do what they did yeah. Okay, uh, 8.46 a.m. Mohammed Atta and the other hijackers are aboard. American Airlines Flight 11 crashed the plane into the floors 93 to 99 of the North Tower of the World Trade Center, killing everyone on board and hundreds inside the building. If you notice that it, the way the planes go in is across, like diagonally, taking out a fuck ton of floors. Like, yeah. If they got in straight, I think it would have taken out two floors. They've or got something in, yeah yeah so at, an angle. at an angle yeah which and is, you could see yeah the first one like that's that's a shit ton of floors yeah like that, using the wings as well yeah it's like it's, uh, it's crazy it's, it's it's really dark but it's like yeah. and good it observation hit, if that's what you were going for 500 miles an hour it hit the world trade that's why it goes through like butter like it goes through like a hot knife through butter, doesn't it? It just disappears. Yeah. Explodes. You see it come out the other side. Oh, well, Disintegrate. On the, on the, on yeah. the other one, you see the other, it come out the other side. And uh, the, the explosion, like it was a moving explosion, but the jet fuel went down the elevator shafts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Burn like, I think, yeah, it, it, it burned 18 people, killing 11 and wounding seven. That's that one was just thing, the jet yeah. fuel. Yeah. That's one thing that um, was shocking in, in the, um, 
uh, the the the, doc- the documentary I was watching, the one begins with T for crying out loud. Turning point. Turning point. Excuse me. Yeah, when the fireman said when they were talking to the first person, the the guy whose unit had first responded, and they said they got into the lobby and they said all they saw was dead people in the elevators. Mm. I remember sitting there and being like, "So what has happened there? Did that elevator just crash to the ground?" And then when he ends up being explained that the jet fuel ended up just whooshing down the elevator shafts that was just could you i I couldn't imagine the pain of just just magma essentially being poured people decided to jump out of the windows rather than being burnt alive which is just i can't even imagine having to make that decision that's like it's dark which way am i gonna die not yeah. how am i gonna save myself which way am i gonna die free fall for 10 seconds or burn alive or choke yeah or choke it's, it's, i'd have definitely jumped i would have jumped i think i think i would i would have gone that's fucking hot out of go yeah, yeah insanity it would have been a moment of madness with yeah. like reality just imploding in on you experience I mean, people, something people jumping you... out with like no shirts on and everything just because yeah. they're like and either Fuck. burn off or you know yeah. they've used to cover their mouths or hanging on the outside yeah. of the window for i mean when the first plane crashed they were hanging on the outside of the windows for yeah. like a long time yeah because the, the first tower was and that the to fall cool 102 yeah, minutes no. they, they, it was 102 minutes i think um and it's 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 it speaks volumes for me how i have realized how matured i have become toward <clears throat> this conspiracy and this event whereas in the past i would uh i practically glossed over a lot of the horror and a lot of the um the inhumane in the the humanity basically going on whereas i was like oh explosions oh this and all oh, that now that I kind of I get older and I realize how finite life is, it's only then do you I watching back these documentaries and witnessing people in the footage jumping out and then sitting there and thinking, like, not thinking, oh, there's bombs that they, they are oh, controlled demolition has caused these people to do this. It's I'm looking at it from such a human perspective and being like, that guy had to choose to die and which way, way to do yeah. it and what would be the most painless and i like I, I sat there and just looked at my wife and i, I was just like i just thinking what those people yeah. could have even a percentage have been thinking yeah like, not the five percent that are child molesters obviously <laughs> they're probably just thinking about little boys assholes <laughs> fucking If you didn't laugh, discussing it, and they just and they've all got all of them. They've just got like the Nirvana Nevermind baby poster on their desk, but they've cut out just the section where dick and balls are. Like, it's my favorite album cover. (laughs) If if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, Upon upon the first plane strike in Tower One, people in Tower Two tried to evacuate, but were urged to stay at their desks by the announcement. Some tried to leave anyway, but were turned back by security. Even when the announcement was made to allow people to leave, bosses were urging people to stay. 
I totally understand this, why you would keep people in there, because this was an accident. Until the second plane hit, right. this was just an accident. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's that, and you know, you're not going to like, there's like 125,000 people in that building. You're not going to want 250,000 people piling out into the streets. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's when you think about it, it sounds like a very logical moment mm. or a logical thought considering they, they were oblivious as to what it was. And the fact that some people saw that and were just like, oh, that's a pretty big accident to occur. Yeah. Well, the, what like, George Bush was told, um, the, and the people that weren't, because obviously at this point, George Bush is in, and we'll get He's to in this, Florida. He's in Florida reading, um, get, it, it, talking about education, because obviously he led on education. His whole plan for America was to improve education. And it yeah, wasn't for, a, for it, his it whole entire it was, term. Was... It was never about war. I don't think he ever mentioned war. Yeah. And, so he was there and what he was told is that someone's flown a plane into the North Tower. No one said it was a 747. They thought someone had flown a biplane in there. And so th at this point, everyone thinks it's an accident. That's why people have been told to stay at their desk because they're like, oh, fuck, this is right. Yeah. yeah, that, you know, and even you listen to the, the recordings of the there's a I think it's some NU, NYU students recorded it after it happened. They're going. Oh my God, those people, I must like feeling so sorry for those people and like very like projecting empathy onto the people that's happened. Like, oh, he must have a heart attack. Like, how did this happen? Like, oh, what a tragic accident. Yes, I remember and hearing that. At yeah. the moment, bang, the second plane goes in. They're like, oh my God, what's happening to us? Oh my God, we're under attack. Like the yeah. switch from that is insane. Like how the switch like, of reality. Yeah. It's going, oh, this isn't. Because I remember seeing this happen. So I, I on I remember seeing the the second plane go in. I was at, me too. Yes. I was at the co college in the media center, and someone's like, "Oh, someone's something's hit the the World Trade Center," and they, it was on the telly, and it was like, "Oh, like someone's going, oh, it's a fighter jet. Oh my god, it's missile. Some people like talking, oh, it's just a plane accident. Like these things happen. Then, like you see that second plane out of nowhere hit yeah. the plane, like." Yeah, uh, same. What the actual fuck? Like, just watched, yeah, just watched a real life action movie moment where people died on television at like at what o'clock in the morning? Nine yeah. or nine o'clock for us or something, wasn't it? No, it was no, it, no, it was, it was, it was no, it was afternoon. two in the afternoon or something. Yeah, yeah it was in the afternoon just after lunch. I had just, uh, I had just ran a district cross country race. Uh, I went back to school and I was allowed to go back home to have a shower because I was covered in mud. And I was like, what's that? It's like one half past one or something. I was like, I ain't going back to school. Sod that. And then I saw, I just sat in front of, um, sat in front of the uh, TV and then my dad rung up. Uh, he rung the house phone and was like, oh, you're home. I was like, yeah. And he was like, turn the TV, you're watching the TV. He went, the new Die Hard film's out. <laughs> so switched on Sky News. And I was like, oh, bloody hell. I was like, yeah, where's Bruce Willis in his dirty vest or whatever? We was both on the phone to each other. And then the plane hit. And I was on the phone to my dad at that moment. And obviously, he was at work and watching it on the TV at work in the, on the building site. And even on a building site, there wasn't like no laughter or anything. Everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, dad was just like, don't go out, stay home, don't move. Oh, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I was... 
Yeah. Just like fixated. Just, I don't, as a, oh Christ, I can't even remember how old I was. I was in senior been. school. You, but you, how old are you? You're a couple of years younger than me, aren't you? I'm 35, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, I was, I was at year. school as well. I just let, I, I, I was at college. So I was either in year 10 or 11. You would have and, been year um, 11, I think. I remember, I remember, um, I remember how in school, is uh, a random fact as well. Our PE teacher nearly got sacked because he was on a coming home from the district sports. He had a load of students in his coach. He made the coach driver pull over and listen to the radio. And he said over the tunnel, he was like, I hate to break it to you kids, but World War Three's just started. <laughs> and loads of kids started going like, ah! Brilliant. <laughs> um, so funny. But I remember like going into school and barely anybody making a joke about it like or, or nothing everyone was just talking about like what it could be mm. and how everyone was like is this going to be our world war like then everyone was starting to like get scared about the fact that it could be like a the way we were learning about world war like that shit happening now yeah and it was scary dude yeah it was it was a it, there was one person that made jokes but he was a cunt so Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, it was insane. Um, so obviously we talked okay, about- Okay, yeah, move, moving on with uh, the, the timeline now. Uh, so 8.47, we're at, we're at 8.47 uh, a.m. now. Within seconds, New York Police Department and uh, New York Fire Department forces dispatch units to the World Trade Center while Port Authority Police Department officers on site begin immediate evacuation of the North Tower. 8.50 a.m. White House Chief of Staff Andrew Card alerts President George W. Bush that a plane has hit the World Trade Center. The president is visiting an elementary school in Sarasota, uh, no, Sarasota Florida at the time. 9.02 a.m. After initially instructing tenants of the World Trade Center South Tower to remain in the building, Port Authority officials broadcast orders to evacuate both towers via the public address system. An estimated 10,000 to 14,000 people are already in the process of evacuating. Then at 9.03 a.m., hijackers crash United Airlines Flight 175 into floors 75 and 85 of the World Trade Center's South Tower, killing everybody on board and hundreds inside the building. During the destruction, a guide, named, uh, a guide dog named Roselle, led by her blind owner down uh 78 flights of stairs and to the home of a friend bloody hell what that was a statistic thrown in the middle of the timeline a bit bit light-hearted statistics there just to kind of you know it's it's getting a bit dark dogs dogs are still awesome even in situations like that so okay there's um, someone else's dog yes nonsense dog yeah 9.08 a.m. The FAA bans all takeoffs uh, of flights going to New York City or through the airspace around the city. 9.21 a.m. The Port Authority closes all bridges and tunnels in New York City area. Uh, 9.24 a.m. The FAA notified needs of the suspected hijacking of Flight 77 after some passengers and crew aboard are able to alert family members on the ground. It sounds like a complete mess of communication on this day. It was. It was. It was a complete mess because, obviously, during all this, Dick Cheney has authorized a fuck ton of war games and uh, uh, test flights and all these kind of things that he was in. He 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 lobbied the president for to be in charge of to be in charge specifically of 
um, war games, uh, tr- uh, like the test runs and all that. He he run that from a war room uh, in Building Seven. In Building Seven, oh, funny, funny that the person that's known about all of this with the CIA and uh, all of these Middle Eastern. Uh, fundamentalist groups and the fact that he's known about it through different uh, terms of different presidents and on this day he decides to take control of something that is supposed to protect the country and you know how how people go on about how uh how could it be a conspiracy there have to be so many people involved with it to to like to make it happen and who how many could that many people keep a secret about it doesn't it's just doesn't work like that what it could be just be one person at the top controlling, yep. playing chess with all these Pulling, things. Yep. Because he's Pulling right every at the top, string. he's in complete control over what's happening and all these things. He's He's got, he was, and it's it's been said, he's the vice president with the most power of any vice president before or after him. He is, he yep. was basically the only the one. Yep. He was, he had, he, he, because he took the job reluctantly, he reluctantly took the job like he, he yeah. claimed that oh i'll find you the best person for the job i don't want to do it i don't want to do it he made out that he didn't want the job and he went oh, i can't find anyone suitable enough i'll do it for you George. so don't worry yeah i'll i'll do it i'll sort you out mate yeah and therefore yeah. and then he went oh you you don't want to do that that job George, i'll do that don't worry about that yeah, oh, don't worry. also just you saw this thing to make sure that i am in all meetings yeah yeah. every meeting he he was in, essentially the president times two like the, the co-president it's very 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 peculiar yeah, but that um, is why the communication was so off on the day because he was in charge of it all yeah and it was everyone was running things different different war games different like um uh real life style events and stuff you know there's even that call uh to a to a um to one of the places, one of these war, one of the Norad uh, operatives. Yeah. Saying, is this real world or or um whatever it is, real world? Yeah. Or, is, this, uh, is is this uh is this training? No, is this training exercise. or is this real? Ex- exercise. Oh, exercise. Yeah. Is this exercise or real world? Yeah. And like real world. that. But how? But you got to think that call happened. How many times did he then have to say that? No, this is real world. And how many yeah. times did that message then have to be passed along, on top of the message of there's a plane been hijacked. It's like, how many times did that message have to be then passed up the line with the same? Right, yeah. How much time wasted? Those or people not- are trained in that though. This, this is where I get lost in the whole thing because those people are trained in doing that one thing. Like I get, I get that it's a shock, but things in that system happen, probably happen a lot more than get let onto us. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. Because, you, you know, the amount of terrorist attacks that have probably been stopped that just don't have as big of an impact as 9-11 does because it happened. Yeah, you know? and you, you, you hear that, like, f- for instance, um, in a documentary, um, Turning Point, when that, that audio message that Ben was just talking about where they were like, is this real life or exercise? There's more audio recordings of that message going further and further up the chain. And you even hear one guy that receives the call um, from a female operator saying that we've got a hijack situation, we need you to get some... Uh, jets up he sits there and says this is real this isn't training and then you hear someone behind him go a plane's been actually hijacked like it's just as just complete disarray and disbelief and no kind of oh okay 
Yeah. Like, oh, it's real life. Right. Cool. Let's go for it. Everyone just seems to just be like, oh my god, it's oh, it's actually happening. Oh, it just yeah. sounds so unprofessional. Well, it's because it, I, I guess that's what those that it seems to me like Dick Cheney knew what he was doing. That's I, that's the it, so I, this is let people the listeners know that until today i had i had no belief that this was an inside job or had anything to do with anyone it was just it, it was capitalized on after the event but right the actual event had nothing to do with there was no there was no fuckery involved in the actual event but the more i kind of got into the dick cheney thing and listening to different like people talk about that i'm more like actually did he because he once yeah, one he was smart, vice, evil guy. Yeah. Before he was vice president, a lot of people will know this, but if you don't know this, he was CEO of a company called Halliburton. They were in charge of servicing oil fields. He was mm-hmm. paid four million pounds a year. And he decided to quit that job to become vice president. So, Dean, have you quit a job before? Yep. Uh when you quit, how much did they pay you? My if if I had any wages left over to pay, that was it. Yeah. Like JJ, have you yeah. ever quit a job before? Yes. Uh, when you quit, how much did well. they pay you? <laughs> how much money do they give you after you quit? Nothing. Right. I've quit a job before. I've quit a couple of jobs before. I have never been given anything more than wages that were to me. How much do you think? Um, oh, Dick Cheney was paid for quitting his job when he quit his job. How much do you think money Halliburton gave him? And they service uh, oil fields. I assume it's a few it was ten nothing million. because he shouldn't have got any money because well, no, he sh- well, no, he got no money. Right? I yeah. thought usually he got I'm no money. Say 10, ten years is salary, probably something like he that. Got Twenty thirty-four million pounds for quitting his job. And guess who? Thirty-four million. Why? In, why? Why? And guess in two thousand and three, who got a no contest contract to? Uh, service the oil fields in iraq do you know what i mean it's you reckon it was halliburton i believe it was it was one billion pound contract that's not a bad return do you know what i mean that's like that's the smoking gun of it all like oh they, well, what's that who are the contractors that do it oh they're mine oh sure. what a coincidence i guess I'm but the best i quit I, I quit I never, I quit there. So it's got nothing. I've got no connections to them whatsoever. It's yeah. just that for me was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then the, the more you hear about how he was fighting for certain controls and access to certain areas and, you know, um, you know, like well, he wants his ears everywhere, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, cause, he because if everywhere. he's in, he, he can control policy and from every angle before George Bush even hears about it. So I, I, yeah. I genuinely think George Bush has, no practically practically no a patsy and no and no blame for it yeah but he obviously practically he a patsy was, yeah because they don't you know they don't talk they never talk to each other after the first term yeah that's weird george bush blamed cheney and rightly so for ruining his presidency like for, yeah. for sullying it and 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 just putting a bad name on it and they yeah. didn't talk so they did they only spoke recently apparently but they yeah they hated each other they despise each other but yeah anyway okay 9.31 a.m. Speaking from Florida, President Bush calls the events in New York City an apparent terrorist attack on our country. He also calls people folks. These folks, folks. are going to pay. These folks. <laughs> These folks. Folks. 
9.37 a.m. Hijackers aboard Flight 77 crashed the plane into, west, into the western facade of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., killing 59 aboard the plane and 125 military and civilian personnel this is another weird inside one. the building. This is a weird one. I mean, if you ignore the fact that people think it was a missile because the frame rate on the webcam doesn't show a plane because it's like one frame a second or whatever. Right, yeah. It's also... Th the only side of the Pentagon that had been recently refurbished to be yeah. more um, robust for, yep. which is crazy, right? And there was no one in it. It's so an odd coincidence. There was a odd. few people in it compared to the rest of the Pentagon, which had like 400,000 people in it. Yeah, this is the uh, only, it was, it was very convenient or. It's, a, it's an odd co convenient, but I don't know whether it's just coincidence. I don't know. I, I because he know. did it because the, the the way that they describe it is that the plane did a like a like a, a, a military movement yeah and then came back round so he went over and then went round and then hit that specific side of the pentagon when he could have just dropped yeah. down and hit that one the or he could have just yeah just destroyed the whole side like would have destroyed four layers this didn't get yeah. break through the first layer because the pentagon is like four layers isn't it yes it is yeah 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 so again that's that for me is like a weird there's one. A, yeah, there's a lot on the Pentagon that I know we're all going to go over a lot. Yeah. Um, because I've got, I've got that. I think that if 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 I put my tinfoil hat points towards the Pentagon more so than the towers themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. Um. Okay. So 9:42 uh, a.m. for the first time in history, the FAA grounds all flights over or bound for the continental United States over the next two and a half hours. Some 3,300 commercial flights and 1,200 private planes are guided to land at airports in Canada and the United States. Uh, 9.45 a.m. amid escalating rumors of other attacks, the White House and U.S. Capitol building are evacuated, along with numerous other high-profile buildings, landmarks, and public spaces. Uh, 9.59 a.m., the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. Um, I... Uh, I obviously remember seeing the tower collapse, and I think that was possibly more shocking than seeing the plane hit in real life. Yeah. Like, that is horrible. And completely unexpected. Yep. There was, was no, no one was expecting that to happen. No, and in the way that it did, um, I think I, I remember watching it and just... At first, I didn't believe what I saw. Like, what I know people say, oh, I didn't believe what I saw. But I generally was just like, what is this? Like, yeah. why is the building falling down? Like, it, I, looking back at it now, of course the building's going to fall down. But yeah. back then, it just reality it, just And if you watch the footage now and you watch it with, like, more, like, uh, like educated. Research, we're educated and research head on, you see that corner buckle. Yeah, you and see it goes, bow. Oh, you're like, and it goes boing, like that. And yeah. it just, yeah. it's just, it snaps like a pack of cards. Like you oh. see the moment it's like, yeah, ta -da, I'll see you later. And you, I, yeah, every time I watch it, like last night I watched, um, the last two nights I've been watching stuff and I go to mm. bed going, oh my God. Like, I genuinely uh, feel quite, like it makes me feel weird. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's a fucking, oh, yeah, watching it is weird. <laughs> okay, uh, 
Nine, oh no, yeah, 9.59 I mentioned that the tower had obviously collapsed. Okay, at 10.07 a.m. after passengers and crew members aboard the hijacked Flight 93 contact friends and family and learn about the attacks in New York in Washington, they mount an, attempted uh, an attempt to retake the plane. In response, hijackers deliberately crashed the plane into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, killing all 40 passengers and the crew uh, aboard. The target of Flight 93 isn't known for sure, but was believed to be on the way to attack either the White House or the US Capitol. I think um, after like um, like interrogation and stuff, it was it was believed to be the Capitol building. Yes, yeah, yeah um, I think that that image is another crazy one because you see the outline of the plane, didn't you, in the mud, just a burn like a char of a plane. It's I I, I remember seeing one angle of the impact and you could actually like you could see how far like the the gouge into the earth had gone mm. and it, no wonder they barely found anything do you know what i mean yeah. like i can't begin to imagine what do you know what i felt. haven't found you know what it's so far in recent obviously i've not touched on the conspiracy stuff that much yet but that's going to be tomorrow which can be painful mm. and very yeah. because he's gonna have to watch some crazy shit remember they were saying oh we found a passport we found a passport well i've not seen that since they've not mentioned that so i'm not no. sure if i made that up in my head or not i i, I don't I, know I remember where, hearing that yeah i don't yeah i don't know on whether... any of the new documentaries they've not mentioned those passports they're not going to mention anything on the documentaries though are they because that's yeah. a conspiracy that's the mm. you know they yeah, don't even yeah. the, the thing is with the new documentaries they don't even hide the fact that what what they were really doing like they're kind of like oh that's a consequence two terrorists flew into the buildings and it's like but this is why and this is why we yeah went they up do, and did it afterwards yeah they it's don't like, like they don't yeah. go it was unprovoked they, at no point do they, they say it was an unprovoked attack which is like right. which they had been for for for, for Be, 20 years oh we knew nothing about it yeah and the, yeah, yeah and that's it yeah think you did that's a bad intelligence very bad intelligence yeah so oh, yeah obviously the next <laughs> thing the next thing that happens uh is um that the North Tower, the first tower to hit, collapses. 102 minutes after being struck by Flight 11, the collapse of the second tower only took about 10 seconds. That's madness, isn't it? I think that's it? because it was hit higher, right? Yes, they believe it was hit. No, it was... Um... Oh, no, oh, was no, it, it was hit lower. Yeah. yeah, it was hit. It was no, hit it was in the hit 90s. No, no, it was hit it was... higher. It was hit nine in the 90s. Oh, right, okay. So there and was yeah, less that was... weight at the top. That's why it took, didn't take so That's, that's why, why it buckled. Quickly. But it fell quicker because it... it it went straight down like they were yeah yeah because it took out all the central columns i believe the plane mm. did that is uh okay so uh, 11 a.m mayor rudolph uh giuliani oh, yeah literally him. the most ridiculous man on the planet yeah uh calls for the evacuation of lower manhattan south of canal street including more than 1 million residents workers and tourists as efforts continue throughout the afternoon to search for survivors at the world trade center site only 12 survivors were pulled from the rubble after the collapse of the towers. A lot of the firefighters who survived interviewed after uh, said they all assumed they wouldn't be coming back out. Yeah, what? that's that's one of the things that gets me every time. You like, oh. We looked at each other and it was it was like an unspoken thing. Shook hands. We were like, shook hands like, this is goodbye. Imagine going up like... Because they none of them thought the towers were going to collapse, though, did they? That's the, the other no. thing. It's like they thought they'd probably die out there helping people. None of them thought that they were going to die and get crushed to death. Yeah, like I, I and 
do, do you know the, one of the most haunting ones that got me though was when in the um turning point documentary where one of the firefighters uh no sorry one of the civilians or i think it was the the the, the marriott hotel reception yeah. dude when he was saying when he walked out all he could hear was these uh oh, high, well God. he said he could hear the noises of uh devices that firefighters where that if they're not in motion for more than 30 seconds they start sounding oh. now for years for years i remember hearing that sound on clips of 9 11 and in other yeah. documentaries and i was like how on earth are there like alarms going off like i was like how like how mm. is that possible and to hear that those were actually the sounds of dead firefighters there was it was right. just sounded like mosquitoes like they're every it was everywhere it's that's and what that it just got me like horribly man massively massive reality is like fuck that is that sound in the background is just loads of people that have died it's just a and siren it, of death like yeah. and and uh, it was like that kind of thing oh i remember sitting there and almost welling up i was just like it was just so i couldn't imagine being a human being in that moment and experiencing an event that just showed you how fucking minute you are and how everything that you take for granted you see around you in a fucking blink could be gone just yeah. gone and for like hundreds of thousands of people in a second just taken away like to experience that in real life to understand how finite you are must have been so life-changing for so many people like and i can't begin to even fathom what would have been going through your heads and just being like well is everything really worth it like what what the hell yeah it's crazy it's just horrifying man um absolutely horrifying just uh just a little bit of a little tip back that i've remembered uh the war games thing that was run by dick cheney was called vigilant guardian and that's the thing, that's vigilant. what was happening. vigilant guardian was one of the ones that was happening on um on 9 11 one of the, one of them one of his his devised operations it's called vigilant guardian vigilant guardian but we'll touch on that we'll get into more of that tomorrow just yeah I'd, okay. I remember 1 p.m. at Barksdale, uh, Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana, President Bush announces that the U.S. military forces are on high alert worldwide. Yeah. This is two. During all of this, President Bush has flown from Florida to Barksdale to in to Louisiana to somewhere. Then he flies to Nebraska. Yeah, to Nebraska, and then back to Washington because they're trying. Obviously, it's either they're trying to keep him safe because they claims that Air Force One was next. Right. Or Dick Cheney's or, like, don't let him come back to it. I'm in charge. Yeah, because he's at the back. White House. He was he's at the, in the White, White House, House in the bunker that. running shit. Yep. And yeah, he's jumping around and dotting around. Yeah, it's so, so many red flags, yeah. man. There's that moment I, when um, George Bush is told that this is, it's fucked. Like, yeah. he, you genuinely see that he, he has nothing to do with this. And he is like, how yeah, do I? I'm, I'm... But he and he said in that in uh, inside the the president's war room because he goes, I've got to show, can't I've got to be calm and if I get up now and just walk off while their kids are reading, people yeah. will be panicked. I've got yep. to sit here and listen to the book, get up and leave, and then deal with it. And it's like his eyes, you see his face change, and he's just thinking that face of someone thinking like, what the fuck.
every a million things at once just yeah i did have you seen if either of you watched inside the president's war room no not yet watch it because it i know like he you know he was part of that regime but like genuinely george bush wasn't a bad guy i don't think he was a bad guy but dick cheney is the most evil man he's the penguin he is the batman's (laughs) he's the penguin (laughs) he is the non-likable danny devito Oh, it's the worst, man. Okay. 2.51 p.m., the U.S. Navy dispatches missile destroyers to New York and Washington, D.C. Uh, At 5.20 p.m., the 47-story 7th World Trade Center collapses after burning for hours. The building had been evacuated in the morning, and there were no casualties, though the uh, collapse forces uh, rescue workers to flee for their lives. It is the uh, the last of the Twin Towers to fall. That we're gonna probably touch on that oh, with yeah, a lot yeah. well, because there's a lot going on. A lot My of important one, shit in that building. Yeah, including the 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 proof that Queen Elizabeth is illegitimate to the throne. Uh, yeah, and apparently it was going to come out on September the twelfth that. <laughs> And the real rightful king of England would be crowned. Oh that is yes, my that favorite guy. one, King yeah. John. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite one. I won't talk about that tomorrow now. I've said it. Um, six six fifty eight p.m. President Bush returns to the White House after uh, stops at military bases in Louisiana and Nebraska. Eight thirty p.m. President Bush addresses the nation, calling the attacks evil, despicable acts of terror, and declaring that America, its friends and allies, would stand together to win the war against terrorism. Um, uh, yeah. Or, of course, potentially the whole thing was a hologram. <laughs> that bit. Yeah, that's that's mine. That's my bit. So, that... yeah, that is the, the events of 9-11. Uh, and with, with sprinkles of conspiracy for you, sprinkles of seeds of doubt and and information um and before we had, do you want to read those yeah i was gonna spend? i was gonna go to, so the, the yeah. 9-11 tax so the, like i said at the beginning before we started this timeline like it was an actual thing and people actually died and gave their lives for for this uh, the 9-11 tax killed 2996 people four of which were emergency personnel such as fire for firefighters and policemen the number of people injured was over six thousand. So it was it was an incredible like loss of life. It was a massive event that if when we get into part two where we talk about the conspiracy, if you think that like and like I do generally think now that Dick Cheney had way more prior knowledge than yes than he let on, and I think it was definitely his design that the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and like don't talk to each other. I think it was by design because he yeah. knew that he could have enough information and keep enough people in the dark that he could let this happen. So, you know, he he was loathed by the end of his career anyway, but is it estimated the attack caused a a minimum of 10 billion in infrastructure and property damage? The cost of the cleanup was $750 million and it is estimated estimated that the cost of the actual attack only cost $500,000 to take it. Fuck it So the return, like, if Al Qaeda's plan was to cause a fuck ton of damage on a small amount of money, they did. Wow. It. Yeah. Yep. Uh, knowing that Saudi Arabia is an ally to the USA, yeah. it is important to know that 19 of the hijackers, most of the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. 
Wow, wow, wow. And then another harrowing statistic to kind of end this and to let you know, like, you know, think about this, that, that at least 200 people jumped from the towers during the blitz. Two, yeah, 200 people. 200 people jumped. Uh, the fall lasted less than 10 seconds. Rather than suicide, these deaths were ruled as homicides at the hands of terrorists, which is, I think, nice. Because yes, yeah. actually, in America, it would not surprise me if they were classed as suicides and no one got their health insurance. Yeah. yeah I think that, that, for me, is probably the most human thing I've read about America in a while. Yeah. Um, that, they're, that they're willing to do that. Um, but yeah, that was the history and the day of 9-11. Of 9-11. Uh, I hope that a fair amount of people have probably been surprised with the fact that the conspiracy goes further than just holographic uh, buildings and, I don't know, weird Aleister Crowley religious-based yeah. deity worshipping. Yeah. We'll get to that, I mm. imagine. And, <laughs> and for all those uh, statistical uh, people out there, uh, only 0.95% of the... Or 0, of Less than one of the hijackers was a paedophile. <laughs> Less than oh, one. One had a think about it once. Yeah. One searched yeah. something that didn't act on yeah. his impulses. <laughs> yeah. So puts it all in perspective, doesn't it, really? Oh, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for um, watching. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, JJ, you did you enjoy that history lesson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> What would before before we end because we're going to end now because we're going to go into the conspiracy um, tomorrow. What is what were your what were your views on nine eleven, like and the 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 attack on the twin towers before uh, today? I mean the the thing is with with any anything like this is that it is like what you said earlier on about how could so many people not know if there was something else going on. Mm. And even the Dick Cheney thing just immediately was just like, yeah, it's, it was all about money. There's so many concepts and they all seem to boil down to money. And again, we'll talk about them tomorrow because there is so many of them and they're all, they're all monetary bits. None of them mm. are. I mean, again, a lot of those people. One of those of magic. Died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of people died, but when you actually look at how many people could have potentially died, mm. it almost feels like it could have been a quite well executed attack right from the, the american the american end yeah you know but, what i mean and then like, the, the other way potentially two hundred and fifty thousand people died but yeah. just over two thousand people died yeah it, in the towers themselves not yeah. from the fallout from it all you know yeah kind the, of when we look at the statistics of the aftermath tomorrow mm. i think a lot more people will be like yeah this makes a lot more sense but, yeah. mm. but you got i mean i don't believe in eye for an eye and tit for tat and all that but you've got to think how many innocent people have the american kill americans killed yeah god like, knows don't even want to count it's just yeah. like it's like to well, them it's collateral for financial and it shows like how you can it's propaganda is what it is isn't it it's like look they killed they like they killed innocent americans like we should go and fuck them up it's like yeah, but the the way they see it is you've killed tens of thousands of innocents mm. and they've come to fuck you up. 
And yeah, which, wait, I, again, it... again, I don't agree with it, and that's not my view on no. it. I was like, just like it's... she was on the other foot. You got. It's like that saying: a million's a statistics, uh, one's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that ends episode one of nine eleven by not another conspiracy podcast. Hey. Make sure that you're in the Discord. Uh, you're on the Instagram that neither none of us can remember the password for. <laughs> We've got Twitter. I've got the password for the Twitter. Um, but the Discord's it's the same where it's password at. For it's a Telegram. There's a Telegram now. Um, don't tell people that. Well, yeah, but we <laughs> we don't even point. know the one password. So I, I mean, think I know <laughs> it. I think I know it now. Now you don't tell them that. that. I'm not going to tell don't them tell that, them that one because they're all the same. Um, <laughs> remember, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably still use the code NAC at checkout for OG socks, right? Yes. So yes, I've got mine on. Today, nice. I'm not wearing socks. I'm not even and wearing any pants. If so. you want to get, <laughs> if you want to record a podcast or do some filming or photography, you can use the code NAC at hellfirestudio.co.uk. Oh no, that's wrong. Hellfirestudio.uk. Uh, and you could be like, not another conspiracy podcast or cryptid ramblers or then and now podcast all the other podcasts that happen here you know so don't forget nac it's the same for everything uh but thank you very much for listening and we'll thank see you. you in part two bye-bye Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 